Why am I remembering Evie now? Delinar wondered. And why have I recovered only my first memories of our time together? He had always remembered the difficult years following Evie's death, which had culminated in his being drunk and useless on the night Zeth, the assassin in white, had killed his brother. He assumed that he'd gone to the Night Watcher to be rid of the pain at losing her, and the Spren had taken his memories as payment. He didn't know for certain, but that seemed right. Bargains with the Night Watcher were supposed to be permanent, damning even. So, what was happening to him? Heroes of presents The Storm Pod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book 3 Oathbringer. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapters 22, 23, and 24 of Oathbringer. Yeah, you got it right. We are doing three chapters this episode. The uh, 22, 23 are a little chapter, so it's, yeah, we're going to be able to smush all this in. Um, make sure that you've caught up on all your reading and that you haven't picked the wrong episode. We wouldn't want you to be behind or, or, or getting spoiled and, and stuff. So please, please do those things. And also, please, please enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q, and his grandness, his power, and immortality should be praised. It's Jack. <laughs> What's up, man? How's it going? That's, that was quite the intro. Well, I was going to call say. you It's Tazim, uh, the, the whatever his name is, the Tazim, the, the crazy dude from Tukar, remember? Oh, Tishav? Yeah, no, the... Um, the, in the third chapter, in the in the last chapter uh, uh, of these three, they talk about that letter from Tazim. Oh, right. Yeah. Well. Oh, have you not read that what? far yet? Yeah, I have. Okay. The the third chapter of today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, you if you finished all, so it's are, the. Are um, you accusing me for not being? No, no. I didn't. I just. I, I, for I, this I, I episode, got a, I got a vibe from you just now that I that my joke didn't land as well as I thought no, I would. No, so I thought maybe. No, it it, it landed. The it crazy a, warmonger dude a, from uh, from Tukar that they they got a letter from. Remember, a warning yes, from I, Tazim. He calls himself it, the herald. That's where of, I'm forgetting. He calls himself sorry, the herald yeah. of heralds. Tazim. Do you remember that? I remember I remember the um the warning, but I don't remember yeah. the, the 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 name. Navani reads the letter and he says um uh it's a warning from Tazim the Great, the f- the last and first man, heralds of heralds, bearer of the oath pact, his grandness, mm. power and immortality should be praised, none radiant but him. Like this dude right. is fucking right. nuts, bro. So I was yeah. trying to make a joke. See, this if uh, I have to okay. spend this time amount of time explaining my <laughs> intro joke, I have failed as a host. 
<laughs> it's okay. The joke landed. It was it was still safe. Everyone arrived safely. Everyone, uh, we're here. Just, you know, yeah, we're here. It's a little bumps and bruises, but we're here. So it's, it's, it's okay. Yeah, economy. It was it was an economy flight. Right. It's okay. It's, <laughs> well, I appreciate right. you making me feel better about it. So, um, <laughs> chapter twenty-two: the darkness within. Hmm. Mm. Nice uh, title chapter, I thought. Yeah. I am no philosopher to intrigue you with piercing questions. I like these little intros mm-hmm. for these next few chapters. I like, I am no philosopher. I like to take it that that's another clue as to who right. this person and is. And one of the next ones is like, I am no poet or something, right? Right. Like, yeah. That's right. right. I really like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not a philosopher. I'm not a poet. Piercing questions. Hmm. Again, I, I don't, I can't, I'm, I'm no closer to identifying the author. Right. I, I don't know. Um, small little thing, yeah. the way this chapter begins. Mm-hmm. The first sentence I love, it's a little thing, okay. but I love that it just starts off with Marais. Right. Because it, it, it ends with her right. seeing him, right? So. Right. Yeah. I just think it's, I just, it, it's a small thing, but it's a big thing for me. He's one of those characters that are these minor characters that pop up, you know, every once in a while. They only popped up a couple times in the last book mm-hmm. and popped up now. And this, now, like, look how far we're into the book we are. And we finally get a mm-hmm. little taste of him. Mm-hmm. He feels important, but not. And mysterious. And very mysterious. Yeah. And that's the key. It's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's, it's like a Boba Fett sort of character. Kind of. Yeah. Except that, except that if they were to make a TV show 20 years from now for, about Marais, yeah. he wouldn't suck is my, my, all my only thing that I, oh I would say. Oh my gosh. You said that when I was mid sip and that <laughs> nearly spewed I'm hot sorry, chocolate. bro, yes, but Boba I'm Fett sucked. Hot like, I, I, he, he I almost lost it there, bro. Like maybe we don't need a 65 well, year old Boba Fett. Like maybe that's just something we should don't I, need. I don't think it's ageism that was the problem. It just comes down to tone and. Well, ageism isn't the, the problem character. on my side. Like, I don't, I'm not ageist. Like, well, well, you just said it was because he was a 65 year old. Well, but, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe we, mm. I don't know. Like, maybe we don't need like a 65 year old Boba Fett who the actor can't really do stunts and can't do stuff. Like, maybe we should have mm. just went down the path of the new Boba Fett is Timothy Oliphant and he should have just kept the armor. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Dude, he looked, uh, I just, Timothy What a sexy just, fucking dude, right? Dude, he is the man. <laughs> he really is. He I really, really is. like this guy. Yeah, yeah me too, I me do. Too. I, we could do a whole show on Timothy. Let, yeah. let me tell you. Um, All right. Okay, so Marais, mysterious. Yes, you're right. I And, and I like that about Marais. I, when I'm reading certain characters like this, it's like, I don't want to know everything. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. I, I don't, I like, there are a rare few, uh, characters that are written in fiction where it's just, it, the whole purpose is that you don't take off the helmet, right? You don't reveal all the cards of this person. Mm-hmm. You keep that mystery going mm-hmm. for sure. And this, this could be one of those characters, right? Where, where it's, where it's essential to keep certain components wrapped in, in mystery. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see. Um, his face was crisscrossed by scars and he had a deformed upper lip. I don't know if I was clear on that, on that deformity. Maybe um, I glossed I, I think over they, it they initially. Explained, uh, they, they, she, 
um, describes him in the uh, in word, words, but I think this is a more mm. detailed description. Mm-hmm. He wore a satius uniform. He looked exactly like the other soldiers they'd passed, save for that face. Yeah, exactly. And the chicken on his shoulder. Right. So that's funny. The last time <laughs> he had a bird on his shoulder, but right. it was, and it was described not as a chicken, but like as like a macaw or something, or like a toucan, right. like this exotic, like jungle bird. And everyone calls all it? birds as chickens here in Rochelle chickens, for yeah. some reason. So yeah, that's what I, yeah, that was my understanding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is, which is super fun. A yeah. chicken, pure green and sleek with a wicked beak. But who walked around with a pet chicken? They were for eating, right? So this is where I'm getting sort of confused because if it looks green, if it looks like an exotic bird. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course the term word exotic depends where you live. Right. I suppose. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Um, um, but if it looks like, like a toucan. Or a macaw or, or something. Or, or a macaw or something like that, then, um then why would you be confused if it's for eating? Because all, it sounds like all birds with feathers are for eating right. and they're all called chickens, no matter what they look like. So unless they eat, yeah, so, so that's the key for me. If they eat all birds, no matter what they look like, right. then it makes sense. Yeah. But if they don't, if there's some discernment between what you eat, mm-hmm. then it doesn't make sense. It, you know, it, it makes me think of like, you know, when I was, when I was younger, uh, you would refer to all primates as mm. monkeys, even if they were a gorilla mm-hmm. or an orangutan and they're not all monkeys, but I would, mm-hmm. you, as a child, you would call them all monkeys. They're all monkeys. Mm-hmm. But yeah. so maybe that's what this is, is that they just refer to all feathered birds mm-hmm. as, yeah. as chickens as, for some as reason. Chickens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Adolin noted the chicken and raised an eyebrow, but Marais didn't give any sign that he knew Shalon. Right. Mm. And when I first read that, my wild theories, of course, went off. And my wild theory was, oh, okay, well, is there any potential that this is not the Marais that Shalon has come to know? Well, is this like a different version of him is or this, whatever? Is this, yeah. Just be, again, just because of the magic that exists in this world mm-hmm. or the, the perceptions that exist in this world. The way he I speaks thought, to well, her a little later, possible. I think, really right. cements that it's him, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. So my, my theory went, went down yeah. after, the, after that. That's right. Yeah. As most of my theories do, they don't survive very long. Um, ILA hadn't set out chairs for them. She sat with her hands in her lap, safe hand beneath her free hand. And she looked particularly vengeful. What I sort of was taking from this little bit in describing ILA um, is that her safe hand was beneath her free hand, mm-hmm. free hand on top. Maybe she values being free more than being an adherent to, um, the Voran religion. Yeah. I don't know. I Little felt thing. like, I felt as immediately from upon reading this over again, that she didn't, this was not a, um, a, a sit down meeting. She is putting herself as kind of like. She's sitting on a throne and her subjects are coming to see her. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I had that feeling too um, with regards to Marais being there right. and the way that she's like not like, you know, not coming to address any of them, mm-hmm. like they're coming to her. Yeah. Um, you're absolutely right. That is, uh, it's like a power play. It's a small political power, play. a power here. play. Yeah. That's it. So. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Did you know, ILA says that after white spines make a kill, they will eat and then hide near the carcass. I thought the game's up. When, when I read this, I thought she knows about Adolin. Right. I just, that's immediately what, what I thought. Mm-hmm. And it could be true. There's, there's nothing that really says that it is. But to accuse someone openly of something like that is super oh, uncouth, it's right? It's so on the nose. Like if I was Adolin, I would have been so obvious. It yeah. was, <laughs> it'd be insane. He's peeing himself. Like, well, I just, yeah, I <laughs> just would have. Yeah, beat himself. Oh my god. Um, I mean, it, I mean, how else are we to interpret that? Mm-hmm. I think she's she's that doing someone else like returns saying, to I the think kill. That, well, she like she's convinced that the Colins are are at fault here, are and are the cause, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. well, although Adolin does a good job talking her out of yeah. the fact that it would be Dalinar. Yeah. It's actually quite astute right. of him. Like, let, let's get to that yeah. part because that's an awesome yeah, yeah. part. It's coming up. Okay. It's, it's one of the dangers in hunting them, Brightness, Adolin says about this white spine mm-hmm. comment. You assume that you're on the beast's trail, but it might be lurking nearby. Right. Okay. Again, cool as cucumber response here. Right. She basically just, in the previous, her previous words was like, you know, like, Basically that the killer will come back to the scene of the crime. Right. Meaning you have come back right. to the scene of the crime. And although this isn't quite the scene of the crime, Adolin is well, he's, coming to he's the in, wife He's investigating, of, right? So like it's sort yeah, of, yeah, I, it's sort of. I don't know. It, it just, it just felt like <laughs> that his response was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to wonder at this behavior until I realized the kill will attract scavengers and the white spine is not picky. The ones that come to feast on its leavings become another meal themselves. Right. That's interesting. What do you think that's foreshadowing? I mean, I mean, Shalon says it here. She's like, the implication of the conversation seemed clear to Shalon. Why mm. have you returned to the scene of the kill, Colin? Right. Like Shalon's done a, a good job of reading the room here, which I don't think that Shalon traditionally is a good people person, like being able to read people. And like, I think she's a good, she can disguise herself and she's a good artist and a good scholar, but I don't, I wouldn't mm-hmm. call mm-hmm. her a good, um, good judge of reader character. of <laughs> Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, let's hope she's a good judge of character because she has saddled up next to Aelin. Right. Um, and she tolerates Captain Kaladin. She does. Occasionally his brooding his boots. And shit. Yeah, I talk about it. Yeah. Um, what do you make of that? So, so she's intuiting what ILA has, has said. So, but do you think Shalon's figured out that as well? Like, does Shalon, does Shal, first of all, does Shalon have suspicions? How could she not? Mm-hmm. She's a first, she's a budding versatilian under Yasna. Of course she's going to think about the murder. She's going to have a 
suspicion or a guess or something. But I don't think brain. she has any clue or inkling that Adolin could be involved. No, but for her to say, even in her mind, why have you returned to the scene of the kill, Colin? Because I think she's reading ELA properly, which ELA, is ELA right. thinks that the Colons okay. are at fault here. We know, sorry, we want you to know, Brightness, Adolin says, that we take the murder of a High Prince very seriously. We are doing everything we can to prevent this from happening again. Oh, Adolin. Now that's Shallan thinking yeah. that. Yeah, meaning he might have misstepped here, right? Of course you are, ILA says. The other High Princes are now too afraid to stand up to you. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Little blowback there. Yep. Yes, he'd walked right into that one, but Shallan didn't take over. This was Adolin's task, and he'd invited her for support not to speak for him. Can you tell us of anyone who might have had the opportunity and motive to, for killing your husband? Adolin asks, other than my father, Brightness. So even you admit that it's strange, Adolin snaps. My mother always said she thought you were clever. Mm -hmm. She admired you and wished she had your wit. Yet here I see no proof of that. Honestly, do you really think that my father would withstand Sadius's insults for years, weather his betrayal on the plains, suffer that dueling fiasco, only to assassinate him now? Once Sadius was proven wrong about the Voidbringers and my father's position in, is secure? We both know my father wasn't behind your husband's death. To claim otherwise is simple idiocy. I love this. I love that he... It's great because he's invoking his mom, whom we yep. just met in a flashback. So mm -hmm. Adolin now is talking about his mom and not like he hasn't talked about her like this before. No, he hasn't. But he's finally like the Sanderson right. is allowing Adolin to now talk about her because she is part of our collective conscious now because Dalinar is starting to remember her. Right. He wouldn't have used Evie as an example of something earlier in the series because we weren't really allowed to know anything about Evie. So Adolin and Renarin yeah. weren't allowed to talk about her, right? She was supposed to stay a mystery to us because she's a mystery to Dalinar. And right. so now that she has become not a mystery, that she's like, we're able to explore she's who this revealed. person is. Yeah, yeah, she's been revealed. Adolin right. is now able to, you know, the, 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 the cuffs have come off and now he's able to talk about his mom. And I right. love that he invokes this relationship that his mom and ELA had in the past saying, right. my mom said you were very clever, but I don't see any of that here. Right. It's really cool. It's also, I think it's also quite bold again, very brash of him because the next sentence after that, bringing up his mom and, mm -hmm. and how, um, she thought you were clever, wish she had your, your wit. Um, and then he goes in on to say that my father wouldn't have withstood the insults for years, mm -hmm. weathering the betrayal on the plains. He is giving motive after motive. Right. And he's doing so in an, in an emotional response to ILA mm -hmm. right in front of her. It's kind of like saying, I have the motive and here are three of them right now. <laughs> right. He's telling it, her. Yeah. He's telling very, her the motive for killing Sadius. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and in some weird way, it could have the effect that it, you know, completely protects him right. of suspicion. Because we didn't do anything then. Why would we do anything now? Right. Now that we proved we were right the entire time. 
Why would we do that? And I just gave you three direct motives of why we should have done this. Here are the reasons. Listen, ELA, you're smarter than this. Here are the three reasons why I killed your husband. I mean, why you think we killed your husband. (laughs) Honestly, it's bold, dude. I mean, again, Adolin is playing this cool as a cucumber, I think. He's showing some skills here. We both know my father wasn't behind this. Shallan started. She hadn't expected that from Adolin's lips. Mm-hmm. Strikingly, it seemed to her to be the precise thing he needed to say to cut away the courtly language and deliver straight and earnest truth. Well, he's certainly speaking truth there. I mean, yeah. other than, of course, admitting the crime. ELA leaned forward. Fetch him a chair, ELA says to Marais. Yes, Brightness. His voice was thick with a rural accent that bordered on her Daisian. Ayala then looked at Shalon and says, And you, make yourself useful. There are teas warming in the side room. Ooh. (sighs) Go get some tea. Go get us a cup of coffee. Yeah, I don't care if you're not useful. Get me some tea. She knows that she's radiant, doesn't she? For sure. Everyone knows, bro. Yeah. Every single person knows that Dalinar right. is a radiant, Renarin is a radiant, Shalon, because mm-hmm. remember, everyone thinks Shalon is an else caller, not a light weaver, right? Yeah. So right. it is no secret anymore. Everyone knows that she is one of these demigods from the past kind of thing, right? Do you know what's interesting about Earth Hero? Hmm. To draw, it seems to be attracting or drawing the power players. It's true. The people that want a piece. Sabariel. Yeah. You want Taravangian. a piece? Hey, you want a piece of me? I don't know. It's, I think it's interesting. Yeah. I think it is interesting too. Mm-hmm. Shalon sniffed at the treatment of this. She was no longer some inconsequential ward to be ordered about. Mm-hmm. However, Marais lurched off in the same direction she'd been told to go. So Shalon bore the indignity and stalked after him. Mm-hmm. Shalon steps up closer to Marais and says, what are, you, what are you doing here? She hissed at him. His chicken chirped softly. <laughs> I'm keeping an eye on that one, he said, nodding toward the other room. Now, when he says that, he's nodding towards Ayala, ELA, right? yeah. Yeah. He's keeping an eye on her. Here, his voice became refined, losing the rural edge. Ah. Mm-hmm. So, not what he seems to others as well. So, this rural accent, Herdazian. Yeah. He was using not. it for ELA because he's right. supposed to be one of her soldiers, right? Uh-huh. And the real Marais has come out. That's why when I said, when they go to the side room, you really know it's him because mm-hmm. his he loses the accent and he comes out, at, out out of his disguise and he is Marais again mm-hmm. which is awesome here's an idea what if Marais is I, and i think that's be the way to say it are or is many like like what a, you, like what a if you could have you a leader well, what if you could have a leader that is um uh, what's the word multitudinous or mul- uh, multifaceted like, no, no, that, that you would have multiple persons. Oh, there's like multiple Marais's? They're all one, but they don't, because the concept is they don't want a leadership with one person. So they invent. Oh, you're saying that maybe Marais is a title? No, that Marais is a person that many people be, get to be. 
under different circumstances. Like um, Dread Therefore, Pirate Roberts? Therefore, you can't... Similar, but, but in Dread Pirates, it was one person taking over the, the mantle the, of the, the moniker. Right. No, th- th- this would be like, you know, let's say six individuals that... That are all Marais. Yeah. Hmm. Wild. Account, like the Council of Ricks? Have you ever watched Rick and Morty? Is that what you're... Never mind. Council of Ricks. No. <laughs> Never mind. I don't know if I've got to that, but uh, that sounds so fun. funny. Um. <laughs> anyway, just just a while. Another yeah, one. that's cool. Wild little off the cuff things. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, I'm keeping an eye on that one. Here, his voice became refined, losing this uh, rural edge. We have interest in her, so she's not one of you. She's not a ghost blood. No, he said, eyes narrowing. She and her husband were too wild a variable for us to invite. Their motives are their own. I don't think they align to those of anyone else, human or listener. So a couple things That's here. That's interesting. It's very interesting. It means that Sadius and ELA have their own machinations. Right. And don't seem to be attached to any of these other groups, which means maybe right. that... Um, Sadius was not in cahoots with Amaram and Amaram's Sons of Honor thing. Right. Right. So he was on his own doing his own thing. I would assume that Marais right. has this. Because he's not, he doesn't play nicely with others. Right. The other thing mm-hmm. that I really like here is that Marais calls the Parshendi by their proper name, listener. Oh, the, li- Yeah. Mm-hmm. It means he's in the know or of their culture. We as mm-hmm. readers are only in the know because we read chapters, we read <clears throat> epigra- uh, uh, interludes from their POVs. Everyone right. else calls them Parshendi or Parshman, right? Mm-hmm. Or vo- Voidbringers. He's, he's naming them by their true name, listeners. I you like that a lot. what I love too about this is that by, by saying that their motives... <clears throat> lie outside of that which is human or listener, mm-hmm. it really puts Sadius and ELA in this alien territory. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, like an, like an aberration, mm-hmm. like something that is... Like they're, like they're beholders or like <laughs> some kind of like weird creature. Surprise, I'm, I'm an aboleth. Oh my um, God, no, run! Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um... I like that. I think mm. that's my little highlight. There, yeah, I like that too. It's awesome. Is that they're like they're alien. But but what could be so alien about their motive? Is it just that they're they're selfish <sighs> and they're only if, uniquely yeah. thinking of themselves and how it benefits them. S- selfish and xenophobic. Yeah. I think that's I that's the feeling I get from it when we read that quote. Is that right. they only have concerns for their own wants. Right. Mm-hmm. The fact that they that their creme didn't enter into it, I suppose. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Deals a little shot. Yeah. Morality is an axis that doesn't interest us. I thought this was cool. Mm-hmm. Morality does not interest the ghost bloods. Mm-hmm. Only loyalty and power are relevant. For morality is as ephemeral as the changing weather. Depends upon the angle from which you view it. That brings up the, pers- the perspective well, This is what we talked about for, you know, for, for a book. And, words yeah, of radiance. Yeah. You will see as you work with us. That I am right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So that is something that Marais believes Shalon will pick up. Yeah. The more you, the more you know, the more you'll see that there are different perspectives of things. And that morality is, how, how did he put it? Is an axis morality that doesn't is seem a, to interest us. 
Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm not one of you, Shalon says. For one so insistent, you were certainly free in using our symbol last night. Mm -hmm. Shalon froze. Yeah. Call, then getting called out. Furiously. So he knew about that? Your hunt is worthy, Marais says, and you are allowed to rely upon our authority to achieve your goals. That is a benefit of your membership, mm-hmm. so long as you do not abuse it. I love that. I love that he doesn't, I love that he doesn't get upset about it. He's all like, it's your right to flash that right. symbol, to use it the way you want, because you are one of us. Even if you right. don't accept it yet, you are one of us. Right. Fucking cool, dude. It's so cool. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. Yeah. And my brothers, where are they? You promised to deliver them to me. Patience, little knife. It has been but a few weeks since we rescued them. You will see my word fulfilled in that matter. Regardless, I have a task for you. You will see my word fulfilled in that matter. Mm-hmm. We'll see. So he, so he, he's telling, he's telling her. This is like a guarantee. You will mm-hmm. see your brothers. I like I, I, my word will ring true. In this, yeah, I felt like I took a note here on this when I read this. Okay, this is something that I think you're going to be waiting for as well. Mm-hmm. Because this will help determine all the craziness from a few episodes ago about right. whether and when she said to Pattern, like, did I kill my brothers too? Like, are they like, are right. even real? And then you spiraled into like, are they even real? Are they yeah. even real? So I think that <laughs> yes. he's telling yes. her, yeah, you know, if that can happen, I have your brothers, my, on their way. I will come back to Grant. Yeah. I will come back to earth <laughs> yeah. or back to Roshar. Yeah. Right now I'm caught up in the high yeah, storm. You're, you're just floating I, around. Flailing yeah. around. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and I'm feeling super done. <laughs> uh, but yes, if that can be confirmed, if her brothers can be confirmed as alive and there's, yeah, some corroboration there, uh, that'll help, it'll help me out. For Although sure. there is corroboration. Like he, uh, I think it's corroborated that he, you know, he killed Helleran. So mm-hmm. that event took place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, ju- I just think I went on a little, uh, yeah, as that's I okay. do. You're allowed to. I spiral out. I have a task for you. Okay. And my brothers, where are they? Patience, little night. You will see my word is fulfilled in that matter. Regardless, I have a task for you. A task? Shalon snaps, causing the chicken to chirp. Marais, I'm not going to do some task for you people. You killed Yasna. For you people. Mm-hmm. Not, she doesn't speak like she is one of them. No, she doesn't. She speaks as though she is a part. Mm-hmm. A band apart. Oh. You killed Yasna, an enemy combatant. Okay, let's pause there. You killed Yasna. There's another point uh, in this in the ch- these chapters that we're covering where Navani remembers um, Yasna mm-hmm. and pauses. Mm-hmm. So I'm just. And I think so Dalinar compares Navani to her daughter as well, saying they both have this in common. So yeah, it's just there 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 were, there were just a few sort of like thoughts of Yasna where. They don't know. They still don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so like, of course, as the reader, of course, you're just so anxious to hopefully get to that point. Don't where... you just want to scream at her and go, Shalon, she's okay. Like, <laughs> of course, of course I do. If yeah. this were a movie, it'd be terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rose, don't go down. Don't there. just let both of you lay on the fucking piece of wood. It's so <laughs> stupid that you're not trying. Just try. It's... Just leave him be. Get out of, <laughs> get out of there. Don't yeah. go back. Um, 
an enemy combatant. Murray says, oh, don't look at me like that. You know full well what that woman was capable of and what she got herself into by attacking us. Do you blame your wonderfully moral Blackthorn for what he did in war, the countless people he slaughtered? Don't deflect your evils by pointing out the faults of others. That's a fair point. Mm -hmm. I really liked her, her response there. Yeah. Don't stay on point. Yep. By pointing out the faults of others, now you're detracting from yours. Right. I'm not going to further your cause. I don't care how much you demand that I soul cast for you. I'm not going to do it. So quick to insist, yet you acknowledge your debt. One soul caster lost, destroyed, but we forgive these things for missions undertaken. And before you object again, know that the task we require of you is one you're already undertaking. Surely you have sensed the darkness in this place, the wrongness. I, I love this whole, <laughs> you, the task that we want you to do is something you're mm-hmm. already doing. So you're not even, you're not, you can't even stop yourself you from doing it because you're already doing it. I fucking yeah. love that, dude. It is so cool. It's so awesome. It's, yeah, it must make her feel trapped. Yeah, it, it really does. That's why he because does it, it probably. <clears throat> the wrongness. Do you think that speaks to the fact that she can't see this place? I she think can't so. draw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something something wrong here. Yeah the uh, the weird lines going towards that darkness when she drew the um, she drew the tower and it was all like kind of blacked out at the top and she yeah. just she mm-hmm. just can't get it. There's something wrong about this place. She's definitely felt it and she's told us that too. Hmm. Your task, Marais says, is to secure this location. Urthiru must remain strong if we are to properly use the advent of the Voidbringers. Use them? Yes, Marais says. This is a power we will control. But we must not let either side gain dominance yet. Secure Urthiru. Hunt the source of the darkness you feel and expunge it. This is your task. And for it, I will give payment in information. He leans closer to her and says a single word, Helleran. Mm-hmm. He lifted the chair and walked out. Helleran, her eldest brother, had died in Alethkar, where he'd been for mysterious reasons. What did Marais know? And she glared after him. How dare he tease with that name? Mm-hmm. Don't focus on Helleran right now. She could not become Vale now. Shallan poured herself and Adolin cups of tea, grabbed a chair under her arm, and awkwardly navigated back out. She sat beside Adolin and handed him a cup, and she took a sip and smiled at Ayale. I think, Ayale says, that if you honestly wish to solve this crime, you won't be looking at my husband's former enemies. Nobody had the opportunity or motives that you would find in your war camp. So she's staying on point too. Yeah. Not letting go. Yeah, she's not. Let's, let's just go back just t- two seconds here. Sure, um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Marais says, this is a power, talking about Urthiru, this is mm. a power we will control, but we right. must not the let bloods. either side gain dominance yet. Almost like they're willing to let either side have it, but not yet. 
the ghost bloods mm. want something they want to secure Irithiru. They want to hunt the source of the darkness, get rid of it. This is a power that we will control. They, the, the Ghostbloods want to control Urithiru. Right, And right. they don't want either one of these sides. I'm guessing it's like Radiance Humans versus Voidbringers or whatever. Or Radiance versus Voidbringers. Yeah, yeah. To have Urithiru yet. Meaning they might be willing to let either side have it at some point, but not yet. I just really love the wording there. It's mm-hmm. very precise. Mm-hmm. So you think you think that once the ghost bloods have what they want, they'll leave Urethiru to to whoever, whoever to yeah. whatever, or that they'll choose which side they want to have it, depending on what's happening at that moment. Do you know what I mean? Like they, it, hmm. th- th- their um, their willingness to let either side have dominance might be dependent on on factors that we don't know yet. Right. Um, this whole Helleran thing here. Um, yeah. Obviously Moraes knows something and I think he knows what we know. That Kaladin killed him. Yeah. Or, or even why Helleran, like we know that the thing that we don't know yet and Shallan doesn't know Mm. for sure is why was Helleran mixed up with the ghost bloods? Right. Because his father was and he was. And so there's, right. there's a little bit of information there that, that Marais is using to control Shallan. Mm. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, you should not be looking amongst our, our enemies. You would find more motive in your war camp, says ILA. We established that. I'm not saying that Dalinar did this, ILA interrupts. She seemed calm, but she gripped the sides of her chair with white-knuckled hands, Mm -hmm. and her eyes, makeup, could not hide the redness. She'd been crying. She was truly upset. Yeah. This, this I like. Me too. This is my one, one little, uh, one little highlight of, of ILA, is that she has some emotion here for Sadius. Mm Mm-hmm. And I believe it's for Sadius. We, we got I, a few I, um, POVs from them together by themselves mm-hmm. and they're twisted and weird, but mm-hmm. they did seem like they were in love. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, something truly awesome and disturbing. Like, you know, I um, mean, you saw mm-hmm. um, season one of The Legend of Vox Machina and yes. the, the love between Silas Briarwood and... Um, his wife uh, is, uh, is real. Like the, you know, they, it's real it's for sure. Yeah. Real. They're fucked up. They're evil, but they do love each other. Yeah. So, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Good example, actually, unless it was an act, I could fake crying. Shalon thought if I knew that someone was coming to see me and if I believed the act would strengthen my position. Hmm. A little skeptical. Skeptical of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then what are you saying, Adolin asks. History is rife with examples of soldiers assuming orders when there were none. I agree that Dalinar would never knife an old friend in dark quarters. His soldiers may not be so inhibited. You want to know who did this, Adolin Colin? Look among your own ranks. I would wager the princedom that somewhere in the Colin army is a man who thought to do his high prince a service. And the other murders, Shallan said. I do not know the mind of this person, 
Maybe they have a taste for it now. In any case, I think we can agree this meeting serves no further purpose. Good day, Adolin Colin. I hope you will share what you discover with me so that my own investigator can be better informed. There's a little... Do we know who her investigator is? Well, she's, yeah, we're gonna, she's going to tell her right now. <clears throat> I suppose, Adolin says, who is leading your investigation? I'll send him reports. His name is Meridus Amaram. I believe you know him. Yeah, we fucking know that shithead. <laughs> yeah, we Pretty know him. Pretty good. Shalon gapes. Amaram? High Marshal Amaram? Of course, ILA says. He is among my husband's most acclaimed generals. Amaram. He had killed her brother. He glanced at Marais. Or sorry, she glanced at Marais, who kept his expression neutral. Storms, what did he know? She still didn't understand where Hellerin had gotten his shard blade. What had led him to clash with Amaram in the first place? This is all, this is all untruth here. Like this is, because we know what's really happened. And she still thinks that Amaram was the one Amaram who killed her brother. It. And, you know, right. look, so it's, there's just all kinds of stuff. There's a little thing here I want to point out. Yeah, yeah. Shalon says, and the other murders... And uh, where is that? At the, be at the beginning of the page here, you want to know mm -hmm. who did this, Edelin Colin? Look among your own ranks. I would wager the princedom that somewhere the Colin, uh, in the Colin army is a man who th thought to do his high prince a service. And then Shalon says, and yeah. the other murders? It's a little mm -hmm. bit of a slip there. Because anybody, uh, all anyone else knows other than Shalon is that there was only one other murder. Shalon's the only one that knows there were other murders the copycats of the person that was strangled in the uh, in the marketplace Sadius was killed and there was one other murder right but, but here murders but, but, check, but check out the next sentence ILA says I don't know the mind of this person maybe they have a taste for it now right what I'm Me meaning she doesn't seem surprised that there's more than one Okay, I see what you're saying. She she's probably just saying, "Oh, there's probably another murder that I don't know about yet." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a slip from Shalon because yeah, could be no one else really knows about these other murders that she's been investigating, right? Mm -hmm. So, so who is leading Meridus Amaram, High Marshal Amaram? Of course, he is among my husband's most acclaimed generals. He he'd killed her brother. Yeah, so you're right. He, she's still under this understanding, mm -hmm. of course, because her her and Kaladin haven't. Yeah, they haven't had, had the that opportunity talk. to. Yeah, no. Does Kaladin even know that Hellerin was her brother? Yeah. Oh yeah. Of he course, figured it out while they were in the, uh, right. the chasms and words of radiance. Right. Right. Damn. Yeah, that's such a heavy thing. Mm -hmm. Another bridge. What did he know? She still didn't understand where Hellerin had gotten his shard blade. Yeah, mm -hmm. we like to know that too. Amaram is here. Aelin asks when. He arrived with the last caravan and scavenging crew that you brought through the oath gate. He didn't make himself known to the tower, but to me alone. Ooh. Mm -hmm. See, he came didn't in even, hidden. Didn't even, didn't even let Dalinar know. No, because he's disgraced, right? Dalinar wouldn't want him right. anywhere near you, or Thero probably. Right. I know, but just shows where his loyalties are. Mm -hmm. We have been seeing to his needs as he has caught as he was caught out in a storm with his attendants. He assures me he will return to duty soon and will make finding my husband's murderer a priority. You know what I like about that sentence? Just reading into it a bit. 
as he was caught out in a storm with his attendants. Mm -hmm. The way I thought about it was that as you, as you said a second ago, as Amram was, as is disgraced, Mm -hmm. he's out in a storm. He's been recharged. Right. It's almost like he's, you know, ready to go again. He'll be ready soon. Yeah. 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 And then him and his attendants. But he'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of, kind of neat. Um, he assures me that he will return to duty soon and will make finding my husband's murderer a priority. I see, says Adolin. So now it's Adolin pitting himself against Amram. Amram, right. Got these two lead investigators. Right. Uh, little concern popped into my head right now. What if... What if this gets blamed on Kaladin? This murder. Um, and what if, and what if, and if so, what would it mean if Adolin like almost went along with it? And like help. Now I don't see, I don't have any evidence to support why that would be so, but if a couple of things, you know, um, Kaladin isn't in the tower and no, left know. almost immediately after they got to Urethiru. I don't even so know if he, he was around for when Sadius was killed. He definitely wasn't around when the the other Light Eyes was killed in the same manner. He was no. completely gone. And Adolin literally threw himself in jail for Kaladin. For him. Yeah. So he's yeah. he's not gonna sell him out. He's not gonna no. frame him for anything. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Another wild one bites the dust. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Out in a storm, yeah, recharged. That's the way I see that. I see, says Amram, Adolin hissed. Bridge boy isn't going to be happy about this. They have a vendetta, those two. Not just Kaladin. Mm-hmm. Right. She does as well. Yep. Because she thinks, oh, man, what if that just hangs over the two of them for a long time? Who, uh, Shalon and Kaladin? Yeah, like, what if the story progressed such that, that Amram was dealt with both from a Shalon and a Kaladin perspective. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because Kaladin, like, and that secret stayed who... between them and there was no. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what if it just remained hidden? Because Kaladin was like, it must remain hidden. It will, it will not serve anything to Shalon. I, right. I would have to protect her from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Not just Kaladin, father. Father originally appointed Amaram to refound the Knight's Radiant, Adolin continued. If Ayala has taken him, taken him in after he was so soundly discredited, the mere act of it calls Father a liar. Doesn't it, Shalon? She shook herself and took a deep breath. Halloran was long dead. She would worry about getting answers from her raise later. It depends on how she spins things, she says softly. But yes... She implies that Dalinar is at the least overly judgmental in his treatment of Amram. She's reinforcing her side as an alternative to your father's rule. Aelin sighs. I'd have thought that without Sadius, maybe it would get easier. Politics is involved, Aelin, so by definition it can't be easy. Mm-hmm. She took his arm, wrapping hers around it, as they passed another group of hostile guards. I'm terrible at this, Aelin says softly. I got so annoyed in there, I almost punched her. <laughs> you watch, Shalon, I'll ruin this. Will you? 
because I think you're right about being multiple. Sorry, I think you're right about there being multiple killers. What, really? I heard some things while I was out last night. When you weren't staggering around drunk, you mean? I'll have you know I'm a very graceful drunk, Aelin Colin. Let's go. She trails off as a pair of scribes ran past in the hallway, heading toward ILA's rooms at a shocking speed. Guards were marching after them. Aelin caught one of the guards by the arm and nearly provoking a fight as the man cursed at the blue uniform. So all of this building, I find, is so subtle, but it's so good. Mm-hmm. You know, like Aelin, you'd think that the Colins, having secured Urethiru, survived the battle on, on, at the Shattered Plains, mm-hmm. would command some respect, some, but no. Mm-hmm. Like It might have had their high prince not been murdered. Yeah, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fellow unfortunately recognized Adolin's face and held himself back, hand moving off the axe in a, in a sling to his side. Bright Lord, the man said, reluctant. What is this, Adolin says. He nods down the hall. Why is everyone suddenly talking at that guard post farther along? News from the coast, the guard finally said. Stormwall spotted in New Natanen. The high storms. They've returned. Really important for stormlight reasons and spheres and, you know, the Mm -hmm. soul casters and all these things that they're so dependent on. They've been waiting and waiting and waiting for this, these high storms to come back. Mm -hmm. So they finally have, it's, that's good news. So what's your highlight for this chapter? Uh, I don't know. Um, subtle. It's a subtle little chapter. I kind of liked, uh, I kind of liked her, um, Getting teary-eyed, uh, ILA. Or having been teary-eyed before they showed up. Having been teary-eyed, yeah. You yeah. kind of see it. I sort of like that. Um, I mean, the, the reveal that Amaram is back, I think that's kind of interesting. It's very cool. The character's not, um, not gone yet. He will be a factor. Mm-hmm. My highlight is, um, how underneath the surface of this chapter... We mm. are getting closer and closer to Shallan finding out about Kaladin versus Halloran. Moray's mm. teases that he has the information. Shallan right. is thinking about Amaram. And, you know, Amaram could be the one who says it, right? I didn't kill your brother. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows now that, you know, like that uh, uh, Dalinar proved, proved me wrong and disgraced me when he said that, you know, it was his, his captain, uh, the Royal Guard, that did it or whatever. So the information is out there and it's just so close that, that Shallan can almost feel it, you know? Mm-hmm. I like it. It creates tension it for is, sure. It is inching closer. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately, uh, for me, highlight wise, I think it's going to be the confrontation that Adolin has with Ailey. Yeah, it's when awesome. When he gets upset and he drops those motives. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a really good one. And he's pretty much telling also, her why he killed Sadius. Yeah, and, and all... And the, I think he stands his ground. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that she's, she makes a lot of people nervous. And, uh, and I think Adolin did, even though he seems to think that he was unglued in there and he, and he was a little bit, but I mean, you know, like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Like, well, actually we know what he should do. Right. Yeah, he should know. just come, come forward and take and the comeuppance. Yeah. 
you know, like you can't, <laughs> it's, I can't imagine how it's going to end well for Adolin. Yeah. It's, <laughs> or for the Colins for that matter, because not the next chapter, but the chapter after has such a great title. It's my highlight, I think, for that chapter. It's called Men of Blood and Sorrow. It's where Teravangian says to Dalinar, we're not going to get a good ending here. Yeah, he says, you and me, we'll, we'll get to it when we, we cover it, but, it's but so you and good. me do not deserve to be in the Tranquilin Halls, which is heaven, pretty much. Right. Yeah. We're, we're not getting that ending, Dalinar. And like, Dalinar doesn't really oh. know what Teravangian's talking about about himself, but we know what Teravangian's saying about himself because we know what he's done, right? It's right. so fucking awesome. Yeah, it's so good. Let's get to this next chapter here. Stormy, uh, Stormy Strange is great too. Yeah, sure. Let's, let's start it. Um, chapter 23, Storming Strange. Yeah, well, uh, there's a lot of Storming Strange things. For going sure. On. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am no poet. I am no philosopher. Previous chapter. Mm-hmm. I am no poet to delight you with clever allusions. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't got any meat to sell, the old light eyes said to Kaladin in the storm bunker, but your bright lord and his men can weather in here and for cheap. We'll need, we'll need it to ourselves, Kaladin says. My bright lord values his privacy. So I didn't understand who the bright lord was, but only a little later we find out that he's saying a, yeah, he's just, a false name. Yeah. Like a, of, he's of, making a up a story so serves. you can find a place for the Parshman to, to go and stay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going to go stay at the inn. Mm-hmm. Um, colon uniform in Vama lands. It could imply a host of things. Hopefully one of them was not, well, this colon officer has joined a bunch of runaway parchment. <laughs> right. That's funny. Yeah. I, you know what? I really like the way that these colors and these associations are playing a role here. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't you find it's like, it's like if you're wearing the colon uniform in blue and Urethiru, it's. You're not safe. Well, the, the, the soldier in Sadius Green just got grabbed the arm by Adolin, right. who immediately saw the blue and was like, going to start a fight, right? right? So yeah, yeah, it's definitely a factor. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just so frustrating, no matter how hard Dalinar seems to be trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. It's like he's destined to repeat his history yeah. and the Blackthorn will resurface. That's true. It just seems to, when Teravan, uh, it's in the next chapter, but mm-hmm. that's another one of my highlights is when Teravangian first sees him, the way he greets him, Blackthorn. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't let him forget it. No. It's very tactical. It's really great. We'll get to that one though. Okay. We'll get to that one. Um, this colon officer has joined a bunch of runaway parchment. Yeah, right. I can give you the whole bunker, the merchant says. Was supposed to be renting it to some caravans out of Revelar, but they didn't show. What happened? I don't know, but it's storm and strange, I'd say. Three caravans with different masters and goods and all gone silent. Not even a runner to give me word. Glad I took 10% up front. Mm-hmm. So what happened to these caravans? We don't know. We don't know. We could assume that maybe they were, um, their goods were taken by other runaway parchment to try to survive. Much mm-hmm. like the one, ones that uh, that um, Kaladin's with right now stole grain from that granary, it's possible they did the same thing to these caravans. It's also possible that they just got killed by one of the storms, by the, the Everstorm that came through. Right. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
Revelar. It was Vama's seat, the largest city between here and Kolinar. We'll take the bunker, Kaladin says, and whatever food you can spare. No, not much, by an army scale. Maybe a sack of long roots or two, some lavis. Was expecting one of those caravans to resupply me. Strange times, Corporal. That wrong way storm, you reckon it'll keep coming back? Kaladin nods. The Everstorm had hit again and the day before, its second occurrence, not counting the initial one that had only come in from the Far East. Kaladin and the parchment had weathered this one, upon warning from the unseen spren, in an abandoned mine. Strange times, the old man said again. Well, if you do need meat, there's been a nest of wild hogs rooting about in the ravine to the south there. This is High Lord Catalar's land, though? So, um, well, you just understand that. If Kaladin's fictional Bright Lord was traveling on the king's orders, they could hunt the lands. If not, killing another High Lord's hogs would be poaching. Right. Uh, dude, I love I love that he, he's got this Catalar, this <laughs> yeah. other... It's like um, I love it. these like technicalities of what you can and can't do in other people's territories is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is cool. Uh, let's see what food I can find you here, the old man says. Follow along now. Um, you, you're sure a storm is coming? I have charts that promise it. Well, bless the Almighty and heralds for that, I suppose. We'll catch some people surprised, but it will be nice to be able to work my span read again. Mm-hmm. Kaladin followed the man to a stone root shed on the leeward edge of his home. One other thing, Kaladin had. You can't watch the army arrive. What? Corporal, it's my duty to see your people settled in. My bright lord is very private person. It's important nobody knows of our passing. Very important. And he laid his hand on his belt knife. Mm -hmm. The light-eyed man sniffed. I can be trusted to hold my tongue, soldier, and don't threaten me. I'm sixth dawn. He raised his chin, but when he hobbled back into his house, he shut the door tight and pulled closed the storm shutters. Mm Mm-hmm. Kaladin transferred three sacks into the bunker and then hiked out to where he'd left the parchment. He kept glancing around for Syl, but of course he saw nothing. The void spren was following him, hidden, likely to make sure he didn't do anything underhanded. So that's why Syl's not around, because the, he, the void spren has been following him to make sure that he's on the up and up. So there's a little subterfuge mm. happening here. Kaladin's pretending that Syl's not around, Syl's like trying not to, to stay out of sight kind of thing. Like It's, mm. it's really cool. So POV change, mm-hmm. or uh, scene change, they, scene change. They made it back right before the storm. Ken, Saw, and the others had wanted to wait until dark, unwilling to trust that the old light eyes would spy on them. But the wind had started howling, sorry, blowing, and they'd finally believed Kaladin that a storm was imminent. Kaladin stood by the bunker's doorway, anxious as the parchment piled in. They'd picked up other groups led by unseen Voidspren. So there are other Voidspren then? Yeah, because there's these other, other groups of Parshmen that are all right. starting to amalgamate into a bigger group. I think he says right. there are about a hundred now. Right? That's right. That Their at, numbers at are now a hundred. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there was a little pocket of them that Kaladin was with and they had a Voidspren. Right. And they had a Voidspren. And then another pocket came that had a Voidspren and another pocket came that had a Voidspren. So there's several of them now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and similar, right? Like this, that's why I'm not trusting it quite yet, even though it comes from Syl, which makes me upset. Mm-hmm. 
the 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 um, certainty with which the Parshman and Parshendi were labeled void bringers, and the certainty with which Sill applies now to these other spren, calling them void spren. Sill is very cautious and apprehensive about the spren. Kaladin has right. proven to us with his interactions with the Parsh the Parshman that they are not what we thought they were going to be. Right. So there but, are two almost con contra con contrasting viewpoints here. The par parchment are actually not as bad as we thought they were going to be. And Syl is like, we need to be careful of these, these sprint, these void sprint. So it's interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm just not so, so sure that Syl's right. Right. <clears throat> Nobody would tell Kaladin their end goal. Only that the Spren had a destination in mind. Mm -hmm. I like that. It must be a little unnerving too to be following a void Spren, so-called, from Sill. You're not knowing where you're going. Right. You're, put, you're putting a lot of faith into the, into into what leads these people. Right. And it's not the it's not the wind. No. These are Spren guiding them. It's true. Ken was last to the door. The large, muscled Parsh woman. You did well, human, she says to Kaladin. I'll speak for you when we reach the gathering. I like this. He's earning their respect. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Kaladin says. Outside the storm wall hit the bunker, and the stones shook and the ground rattled. Hesh, one of them dug into the sacks and inspected the vegetables. She'd worked the kitchens at a manor. So we get another name there. I don't think we got Hesh before. No, this before, is the first but... time, yeah. Strange how he could hate the mild weeping so much, yet feel a thrill when he heard thunder beyond those stones. Mm -hmm. That storm had tried its best to kill him on several occasions, but he felt a kinship to it, but still a wariness. It was like a sergeant who was too brutal in training his recruits. I really like this. Yeah. Again, it's the training. Like We've mentioned this before, that the storm, the struggle, is what makes you grow as an right. individual, mm -hmm. right? So if, the, if it's just a weeping, well, how much struggle is there when it's just how, a light how, rain? How do you learn from that? Yeah. How do you, how do you grow? How do you develop? Yeah. I like the, how he so, does, describes the storm as a sergeant who's too hard on his recruits. Like mm -hmm. the recruits may hate the storm hitting them in the moment, mm -hmm. but the, then mm -hmm. we'll look back on it fondly. As saying, like, yeah. I needed that tough love. I needed that storm to make me who I am now. I like, I love this metaphor. It's great. Like the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Like, would any of those men, any of those characters have developed without that experience? Right. They're definitely something special now. Yeah. The storm would re would renew the gems outside. Once renewed, the Parshman would have a wealth of Stormlight. He almost said he would have it, and then he realized, oh yeah, right. Yeah. They have all my stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. And just that he's a part of them. And mm -hmm. He needed to make a decision, though, Kaladin. How long could he delay flying back to the Shattered Plains? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. When are you going back? Are you going back? That's what I want to know. Right. He couldn't dally forever. What were they doing at Urthiru? What was the word from the rest of the world? The questions hounded him. Once, he had been happy to worry about only his own squad. And after that, he'd been willing to look after a battalion. But since when had the state of the entire world become his concern? 
because Kaladin, you're destined for this. Yeah, it's you know, it's because like, he didn't know the entire world needed him until he knew he they needed him. Yeah, the squad needed him, so he took care of them. The bridge crews needed him; he took care of them. Like it just I, I, the more I he learns, like the more he has to take care of people. Right? It's in his nature. It's in his nature, and he just keeps taking it on. Yeah, like it started with his brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I I take that on, but now I need more. Right. I, I take on a squad. I take on my, my men. Now I need more. Mm-hmm. This character needs more. I don't know if he and needs it. Like he's not trying to fill a hole no. or, but he feels the, the responsibility of it that when people are in yeah. need, he needs to, he feels like he needs to step up to do that thing. And the more he knows people are in need, yeah. the more people he's helping. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he can't help it. Yeah. Someone has to care. Yeah. yeah. Someone has to care and it's him. Right. Yeah. Um, I need to steal back my span read at the very least and send a message to Brightness Navani. Something flickered at the edge of his vision. Sill had come back? But he was wrong. The spren beside him was glowing yellow, not blue-white. The tiny woman stood on a translucent pillar of golden stone that had risen from the ground to put her even with Kaladin's gaze. It was like the spren herself was the yellow-white color of the center of a flame. She wore a flowing dress that covered her legs entirely, hands behind her back. She inspected him. Her face was shaped oddly, narrow, with large, childlike eyes, like someone from Shinovar. This is, this is really cool. She's very, like, elf-like or, like... Anime or something. Like, she's... Yeah, yeah. it's really it's really cool. Yeah. Um, there's a few things here. Uh, when I first read this, I texted you mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, because of the yellow hair. And I knew that Evie was described that way as well, right? right? Having this golden hair. So then I thought, oh, well, like, is, is that something that we've talked about in the pod before about if persons pass away, die, are they becoming spren? And as you said, it seemed to you that they were separate. They're completely different species. And, and, yeah. Right. Right. So. You'd have to so, believe but in that's, some kind of like uh, resurrection or reincarnation yeah. or something yeah. like that. And the, right. they haven't given us any kind of belief in that here uh, so far no, as we know. not yet. Um, so that's what I was thinking about there when mm-hmm. it was the color golden. Um, but that quickly went away. Um, her hands behind her back, just her position to him is like, well, you don't need to see what my hands are doing. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I kind of like that a little bit. Yeah. But, but I have to admit, like, you know, even with Sills, you know, calling them void spren and her kind of, I don't know what, what would you call it? Her, the little spren to smile, like her smile seems like I know something you don't. Right. And it could be devilish a little bit. Yeah. Like she's a little, but, but I'm not convinced it's evil. Right. But, but we'll see. We'll see. Kaladin jumped, which caused the little Spren to smile. Pretend you don't know anything about Spren like her, Kaladin thinks to himself. I can, I can see you, he says, because I want you to. You're an odd, you are an odd one. Odd. Yeah, again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's an odd fellow. Um, why do you want me to see you? So that we can talk. She started to stroll around him. And at each step, a spike of yellow stone shot up from the ground and met her bare foot. Hmm. Why are you still here, human? 
your parchment took me captive. Your mother teach you to lie like that? She asks, sounding amused. <laughs> I almost wonder if she knew a little, you know, knows his mum. Right. I almost wonder that. <laughs> They're less than a month old. Congratulations on fooling them. She stopped and smiled at him. I'm a tad older than a month. The world is changing, Kaladin says. The country is in upheaval. I guess I want to see where this goes. She contemplated him. Fortunately, he was a good excuse for the bead of sweat that trickled down the side of his face. Facing a strangely intelligent glowing yellow spren would unnerve anyone, not just a man with too many things to hide. Would you fight for us, deserter? She asked. She calls him a deserter. Right. Because he's deserted the Colin. And he's got the, the, them. The, the brand, right? The slave brand, yeah. Would I be allowed? My kind aren't nearly as inclined toward discrimination as yours. If you can carry a spear and take orders, then I certainly wouldn't turn you away. Pretty rich. Yeah. Like she gets and to take make orders? the decisions too. Like, this is Captain Kaladin here. Right. Like, I'm going to take orders from... This from Spren? Spren. She folded her arms, smiling in a strangely knowing way. The final decision won't be mine, she says. I am but a messenger. Where can I find out for certain, he asks. At our destination. Which is... Close enough, she says. Why? You have pressing appointments elsewhere? Off for a beard trim, perhaps? Or a lunch date with your grandmother? So, I don't know, this, these responses just feel like Syl a bit. They feel very human-like. And very human. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But also kind of like, a bit like Shalon, like her quick little responses. Yeah, very like quippy. Little wit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so just also note that she brings up, um, did your, did your mother teach you to lie like that? And then she references... Your grandmother. grandmother. Hmm. I think that's worth noting. To me, the Spren asks, how did you know that there would be a high storm tonight? I felt it, Kaladin said, in my bones. Humans cannot feel storms, regardless of the body part in question. He shrugged. Seemed like the right time for one, with the weeping having stopped and all. She didn't nod or give any visible sign of what she thought of that comment. She merely held her knowing smile, then faded from his view. Hmm. So he told so us. So I, I tried to ponder that for a long time, but I couldn't think of anything. He told, so he told us earlier that they were keeping an eye mm -hmm. on him, and now they're checking up on him with like conversation. So they are very interested in what he's doing here. One human with a pack of parchment. It's mm -hmm. it's odd to them. You are an odd one. You are an odd one, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah. But but what do you what do you think there is there when she says or when he says seems like the right time for one with the weeping having stopped and all? Well, he's trying to come up with a lie for why he knows because Sills told him there's a high storm coming. I can feel it, and she says right. humans can't feel when high storms come. Oh, so he's trying to prevent he's like, well, her I from guess knowing it's probably about the right time with the weeping and all. Like it's having stopped. Like it must seems like it's the right time. He's trying to cover See, for the gonna, fact that he's I'm, got an inside information, right? I'm going to give this yellow spread. Do we, do we have a name yet? Nope. 
No name. I'm going to give this yellow sprint the benefit of the doubt that she knows about Syl. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to give her the benefit of the doubt. I am going to wait till it says it in the text. <laughs> <laughs> what's your uh, What's your highlight for this very small chapter? Oh, my highlight for this little guy. Um, well, I think it would be her uh, appearance mm-hmm. overall that she that she manifests. Yeah, me too. That's mine. And shows herself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the big takeaway. We actually from get the to chapter. talk to one of these spread. Like we, he's been yeah. slowly rolling out these spread. You know, there's one, then then there's like uh, several, and then now we get to talk to one. It's um, yeah, we're getting to learn a little bit more about what's going on, and I really like that. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. No, I think I think I think that's it. I I, I sort of liked Ken, the uh, muscled parsh woman. You know, giving mm-hmm. him the some props, the the, the props. Yeah, yeah. I, I I liked that. Me too. I mean, mm-hmm. you too. I just, I sounded like Mario there. Oh, first and I also like the, sar- I have it highlighted here, the sergeant who was too brutal in training, mm-hmm. his, his kinship with the storm. Yeah. I like that too. That's a really good, uh, mm-hmm. that's a really good honorable mention for sure. Chapter 24, mm-hmm. Men of Blood and Sorrow. Yeah. You said earlier in the recording that, um, that you really like this title, eh? I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I really do. Men of Blood and Sorrow, because Teravangian is basically, he's maybe mistakenly equating himself with the Blackthorn. I think that's why he likes him, maybe, is that he, I, he sees a kindred is, spirit. 100%. Yeah. It's why he's there. Do you think that's why he, if, he if calls Dalinar, him Blackthorn when he sees him for the first time? Yeah. As opposed to 100%. saying, you know, uh, Colin or Dalinar, or he yeah. calls him by the title that... He feels most represents who he is too, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. It's really cool, man. That's, that's what I think. I mean, it's, it's like a magnet attracting like minds and like beings, right? I don't think I I even realized that when I, when I took notes for this, like until you mentioned it earlier and that even now mm. that, yeah, he sees Dalinar as being someone who is more like him. Maybe he hates himself for what he does, but he feels like it's necessary and yeah. he sees Dalinar as the same. Right. Unnecessary, Unnecessary evil. Yeah. And ne- yeah. I like that a lot. Dude. Yeah. That's it's, really it's, cool. Yeah. I like that. Well, it's, it, and, and also when, when he sort of extrapolates from that and says that we are men of blood and sorrow, we are not going to get this ending where everything is fine. Yeah. And we've won the day and we're in the tranquiline halls. That's not happening for yeah. us. Not for them. Yeah. But yeah, we know that, oh, we, dude, we, it gives me goosebumps. We know just that Teravangian is willing oh. to do anything, go and become as evil as possible because he be- really truthfully believes he's trying to save the world. Yeah. So, but so does Amaram. Right. Yeah. So is Amaram. Yeah. That's right. What's so does Amaram. So does Dalinar. So does Kaladin. Um, Kaladin, in the pursuit of truth. Kaladin, well, I pursuit. would say this a little different because, you know, he, well, he's trying to save the world. He is, he's taking it yeah, on his shoulders anyway. But he doesn't, he won't go to any lengths to do that. Right. Do right. You know what I mean? He won't, Kaladin, yeah. I don't think it's the reason why there's a reason why he's bonded to an honor spren. Right. Yep. Hmm. I really like this. I'm going to, I'm going to really have to soak this in this idea that Teravangian likes being around Dalinar because he feels that they are the same. I really love, I really, really like this dude. This, you bring, you, you must know more, you must no, know more than no, I do. No, 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 I'm just saying, 
for this chapter, mm-hmm. I'm going to feel that more g- covering it right now as we re- oh, reread I it. See. And I mm-hmm. want to really mm-hmm. bring that to the forefront in my brain because I don't think I saw that as like, as being kind of a theme of this chapter until you, until this just came up. Well, let's, let's dive into it. Mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the opening is, I have no doubt that you are smarter than I am. Okay. So not a poet, not a philosopher, and you are smarter than I am. Who is the you in this, in this, the, like the reader, I think. Is it just plainly the reader or was this written for one reader hmm. person? That's a really good thought. I don't know, actually. So it's that maybe, was my note here, but yeah, maybe because it was the first time I thought about that as in like, who's this intended for? Right. Yeah. Maybe. Huh. That's an interesting. Yeah. Is it, is that a Dunny? Is that a nod? Uh, it's a, it's a like, see how I'm like looking off in my closet. And I'm like looking at my clothes yeah, right I do. now. I yeah, see that. I'm doing that. I'm like looking off right now. Cause I don't know what to say. Um, okay. The one thing All I will right. point out though, is that I have no doubt that you are smarter than I am. This mm-hmm. doesn't really feel like something Yasna would say. Does it? Does no. Yasna think anyone's smarter than her? <laughs> like, well, unless it's someone that we just, that we don't know. Right. We, I don't think we've had her admit to that at all with any other character. Right. It could be true and she hasn't admitted it. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing. I can't wait till you, you, you know more about what this book or whatever this is, is this about oath bringer in for? the book. Yeah. I can't wait for you to find out. Awesome. Okay, so I've no doubt that you're smarter than I am. I can only relate what happened, what I have done, and then let you draw conclusions. Of course, because of this wonderful series, mm-hmm. draw conclusions. I thought of Shalon, right? Yeah, for sure. The wording is uh, is very yeah. yeah. I just I just I love how this book has made every word like like I have to think about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And even and, if it's not intended and that associated. way, you feel yeah, like abso- it might it might right. Be. Yeah. Because it just, it keeps connecting all of these characters together yeah. over and over. Yeah, e- even really though cool. you're right, it could, could be nothing to do with, you know, with, with drawing anything mm-hmm. uh, except for, <laughs> this is, <laughs> draw your own conclusions. The jump to your conclusions, Matt. Do you remember that from Office Space? <laughs> I think I do actually. <laughs> the jump to conclusions, Matt. I'm sorry. Just, it just reminded me of it for some reason. Uh, I, that does say mm. something. It's ringing a bell for sure would have a new conclusion that you would jump to. <laughs> anyway. right. Okay, Dalinar remembered. Yes, Dalinar. And oh, I'm so glad that we pinned memories as the theme for this book too. Mm-hmm. Like, Dalinar remembered. Her name had been Evie. Tall, willowy, pale yellow hair. Not true golden, like the hair from the Irieli but striking in its own right. She'd been quiet, shy, both she and her brother, for all that they'd been willing to flee their homeland in an act of courage. There are others fleeing their homelands in an act of courage right now, too. Mm-hmm. Like the parchment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was all that had emerged over the last few days. The rest was still a blur. He could recall meeting Evie, courting her awkwardly, an arrangement of political necessity entering into a causal betrothal. But he didn't remember love. But he did remember attraction. Mm-hmm. 
That's interesting. Do you think that's a clue too? Maybe. I, I, the, one of the things that I want to point out here is that mm. we are not getting all of his memories as flashbacks, no. but we are getting some no. of them. Right. So we, in our last flashback of Dalinar, we got mm -hmm. to the point where he met Evie, saw her mm -hmm. and was like, wow. And yeah. then agreed to pot maybe being betrothed to this woman. He right. agreed to potentially a political marriage. So that does line up with the, the time period in which he remembers, right? He doesn't remember, the, um, the rest was still a blur. He could recall meeting Evie, which we, we saw in the thing, right. courting her mm -hmm. awkwardly since both knew it was an arrangement and eventually uh, a, ca a causal betrothal. A causal so, betrothal. Um, right. so we have read a flashback that isn't around that time period. You know, that uh, six right. month time period where they meet, they date for a bit and then potentially become betrothed. But what do you think of this? Like in, in terms of, in terms of dropping out the love component and making it more about politics. Well, I think that he's like, willing to do it because he realizes he needs to. And I think that. No, but I mean, how did it make you feel when you first, like, cause as a first time reader, when I first read it, I'm like, oh, like it, it made me feel, it made me almost i guess maybe it's just the romantic in me that i i kind of wanted this like super perfect love right that he that he had with her that in some ways different than what he feels for navani right but but just as strong maybe or maybe just a pinch stronger mm -hmm. um, um i but, would but I, that's not the that's not the feeling i'm getting here it's I'm, hard I'm sort for of getting me to be able to comment on it because i know yeah. the rest of the book so Right. I would only just say that this is how it started. It started okay. with that's, politics. So that doesn't nice. necessarily yeah. mean that that's where it ends up going. Um, I just wanted there to. There could I, be something there that wasn't there before. Right. Right. Um, I, I do, I do want to get back to the point that I was trying to make though, was that, um, sure. that his memories seem to coincide loosely with the flashbacks that we're getting. So to try to keep that in mind going forward, that as we read these flashbacks, he may be mm -hmm. remembering a time period in and around that flashback. Maybe not all of it. Like we're not going to read all of right. his memories, but we will be re re reading some of the more important parts of those memories that are coming back. Right. To him. Sure. Okay. Um, the memories brought questions. Yeah. I've got a lot of questions too. He, but he ignored them standing straight back with a line of guards on the field in front of Urathiru, a bitter wind from the west, mm -hmm. blasting him in the face. Behind him, the end of a rope blew in the wind. Oh, man, this I love. Just, just because I felt like he's, he's I mean, it's, it's a grand scene. He's standing on top. He's at Urathiru, mm -hmm. and here's this rope blowing in the wind. It's smacking against a pile of wood. Again and again, I just took it as a symbol of like, well, you've reached the end. Mm -hmm. Now what? Yeah. I, I don't know. There's just something poetic about it for me. Um, a pair of windsprand dancing past shapes of little people. Why am I remembering Evie now? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Is the timing of this important? Because of the, is it the Everstorm? Well, we don't know. And he's starting to question is, is there a, Is there a cleansing? That happens with the Everstorm? I don't know. Some kind of, um, like we've, Dalinar has thought that 
his curse in not remembering his wife mm -hmm. was tied with his visit with the night watcher. Mm -hmm. He's almost right. He's almost 100% sure it is. Yeah, but almost 100%. Yeah, he doesn't have the memories of it, but he almost is 100% right. sure it is. And, and Navani we, a little later in this chapter is going to tell us that it's odd. Right. It's odd that it would be temporary. Mm -hmm. Because everyone else it. who's ever seen the Night Watcher has had it for life. And, for life. And right. high storms rage all over Roshar. So those people, if they were having a high storm cleanse them of a curse or in a boon, yeah. they would also have suffered some kind, but they never did. So I think that the idea that a high storm might be the reason why Dalinar is or starting to remember. The Everstorm. Yeah. I, or the Everstorm. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think so. You see, the high storm, the high storms are prevalent. Right. But they, the new the, the, variable is the Everstorm. Right. Hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll just have to see. All right. Um, why am I remembering Evie now? And why have I recovered only my first memories of our time together? Yeah. Another great question. I like, <laughs> I almost, it's almost like fan service for, for, Brandon, Mr. Sanders, he's like, he's like giving you the first reader's dialogue. Right. Like he's giving you the questions. Yeah. That's what I want to know too. <laughs> Don't you want to know this? I kind of, yeah, I, I kind of want, I kind of do. I kind of want, I kind of want you to be commenting like that throughout the whole book. Like the cold yeah. wind blew at him again. Yeah. It blows at me again too. Like, yeah. <laughs> like every time there's something that you're like me. Yeah. Me too. That's right. <laughs> he had always remembered the difficult years following Evie's death. Ah, now hang on. He had always remembered the difficult years following Evie's death. So those memories stayed with him. He remembered having a wife What it was died. like after. He just didn't remember right. the wife. Right. And he remembered being drunk because she died and suffering in all the years. Right. The culmination of that. But he doesn't actually remember. He never remembered her. Being drunk and useless on the night Zeth, the assassin in white, had killed his brother. Mm -hmm. He assumed that he'd gone to the Night Watcher to be rid of the pain at losing her. Oh, okay. D is that what prompted the Night Watcher visit? Was to get rid of the pain of losing her? Well, that's what he's saying. He assumed that. Oh. We still don't know what happened that night uh, with mm. the Night Watcher or whatever, but he's assuming that that's what happened. She got rid of the pain of losing her, and the Spren had taken his memories as payment, a boon and a curse. Your boon is that you don't ever have to feel that pain anymore, but the curse is that you never get to remember her either. What if this book is written by the Night Watcher? I like how every single character in the series I'll could have written guess, this book. Is what it if, this author? What if is Ishik this? wrote this book? What if he what took if What did? if he took a break from what fishing? What if he took and creative he, writing classes he at night? Wiped uh, the, his legs, uh, the water off of under he, his knees, and he no, just wrote a book. He carried a bucket and a bucket of water and just dipped <laughs> he his feet. Stood in, in a bucket so of water and wrote a book. Yes, yeah, maybe walked around with a bucket of water. Yes. I like that. I like it. To, or <laughs> Oathbringer by Ishik. By Ishik. <laughs> this summer, <laughs> Paramount Pictures presents uh, Ishik. An Ishik original. <laughs> an Ishik original. <laughs> original. Mm, I'm liking this. I'm liking this Ishik Productions. Yeah. Okay. Um, Nightwatch were rid of the pain, losing her, and the Spren had taken... And the Spren had taken his other memories as payment. That's what he always thought. He didn't know for certain, but that seemed right. Mm -hmm. 
bargains with the Night Watcher were supposed to be permanent, so what was happening to him? Dalinar glanced at his bracer clocks. Just, I do like this little bit of new technology that mm -hmm. he's got. Yeah. I like this He's a got lot. the new it's iPhone cool. watch. He's got the new iWatch. iWatch. It just, I don't know. One of my favorite things as a kid was when um, Luke Skywalker was uh, communicating with Han on Hoth with his wrist communicator. Right. One of my favorite things of all time. So cool. Like, when I first saw that wrist, anything that was on the wrist where you're talking to someone or yeah. like that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. I just, that was my jam. <laughs> um, five minutes late. Storms, he'd been wearing the thing barely a few days and already he was counting minutes like a scribe. That was, I thought that was kind of neat. Mm -hmm. um, the, the second, sorry, counting minutes. What do you think? He's... He's nervous about the arrival of Terabangian here? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Watching his, like looking at his clock? Yeah, I think so. Is he nervous about it? Yeah, I, th I think so. I think he should be. Hmm. It's the only monarch that has willing, that has, has said that he would work with them and he hopes it goes well and they're oh. late. They're late by five uh, minutes. Maybe and, that's it. Yeah. The second of the two watch faces, which could count down to the next high storm, still hadn't been engaged. That was kind of neat. A mm -hmm. single high storm had come, blessedly carrying stormlight to renew spheres. It seemed like so long since they'd had enough of that. Hmm. However, it could take until the next high storm for scribes to make guesses at the current pattern. Even if they could be wrong, sorry, even then they could be wrong as the weeping had lasted far longer than it should have. Centuries, millennia of careful records might now be obsolete. Mm-hmm. Thought that was interesting. Yeah, the um, the battle the of the Everstorm and the coming of this new storm has changed things irrevocably. They've mm -hmm. things are no longer you can't count on the old ways anymore. Once that alone would have been a catastrophe, but in the face of the Everstorm and the Voidbringers, it was barely third in the list of cataclysms. Mm -hmm. I like that too. That if 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 that had happened. Any other time, it'd be like, what the Any fuck? other time, yeah. it would have been like a complete disaster, but mm -hmm. now it, it, it's taking a, a backseat to other, other disasters that are currently underway. Right. Um, the cold wind blew at him again. Before them, the grand plateau of Urethir was ringed by ten large platforms, each raised about ten feet high, with steps up behind, beside a ramp for carts. At the center of each was a small building containing the device that we get interrupted here mm -hmm. with a bright flash, an expanding wave of stormlight spread outward from the center of the second platform from the left. When the light faded, Dalinar led his troop of honor guards up the wide steps to the top. They crossed to the building at the center where it, where a small group of people had stepped out and were now gawking at Urethiru, surrounded by Ospren. Mm-hmm. I like this. Yeah. I, I, I like the arrival of Terabangian. Me it was, too, It was dude. a good reveal. It was a good reveal. I, I, I'm going to say that it is okay to like a bad character. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we, how many times have we, through pop culture and through the years, have enjoyed someone who yeah. is in, essentially the antagonist of the story? Um, and Teravangian is a hell of a great character. We know, mm -hmm. you said before this, um, 
you know, when, when we were recording before that uh, you like Moraes because he's such an enigma. We don't really know him. He's do. very still mysterious. Yeah. yeah. We've had POVs with Teravangian and he's still mm-hmm. very unknowable because the his ability to well, be really smart and really dull and this yeah. like back and forth, we never know which one we have every time we have him. So it's like a roll of the dice, which Teravangian we're going to get. I love that. It's so random. Um, I suppose maybe that's it. What I, what I, what I have kind of sort of, I, I guess, constructed in my mind with regards to Teravangian is that he's all, he's both of this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a blend. Like it's it's not that he is unglued and becomes a different character. Mm-hmm. It's that he has merged being a you know wise, patient you know leader who <laughs> that's what I thought Teravangian was this mm-hmm. this benevolent man who is um you know doing so much for Carbranth mm-hmm. and um and then you see this sort of this macabre side but he's perfectly squared the circle on this like mm-hmm. he's he doesn't doubt he he just is this mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's a it's it's kind of creepy it, it 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 creeps me out more than it did because i sort of envisioned him as this kindly character and then it's just sort of now it's all much more complicated. Yeah, it, he is very complicated. And one of the things that I, I don't want to dwell on it too, too much here because we have a kind of sure. a time constraint for the episode, but I, I you know, D- Dalinar was an uncaring, ruthless warmonger. And now mm-hmm. he is a, um, a kind of more gentle, empathic, like caring person he is now. He's and trying. the great thing about Teravangian is that he is currently both those things from day to day. The smarter he gets he becomes more ruthless. The dumber he gets, he has more compassion. And he could be these two things that Dalinar was in his past yeah. and is currently, he could be them tomorrow or today yeah. he's one and tomorrow he's the other, right? And I really, yeah. really love the randomness of this character. It's it it's really, really cool. Yeah, it's it's neat. Like it seems like Dalinar is like Dalinar is like leaving behind the Blackthorn. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's put that stone down or he's, he's trying to he's do trying better. to, yeah. he's trying to put that down. Whereas Teravangian, no, no, no. He, like he's keeping both together. Well, he, he obviously, and he doesn't have a choice. The, um, the dullard who has m- so much compassion for people may not want to become the smart, ruthless man. Right. Mm -hmm. Because he doesn't want to feel ruthless and uncaring, but he doesn't have a choice. Once he becomes smart again, that's the man who takes over. That's the version of him. And then that guy doesn't ever want to go back to the dumb, compassionate man because he needs to be ruthless to get things done the way he needs them done. So it's, it's so cool, man. It's so great. (laughs) Um, Okay. Bright flash surrounded by Ospren. The site of the tower, as wide as a city and as tall as a small mountain. There wasn't anything else like it in the world. So that's why everyone's just in awe of yeah, this thing. Yeah. It's a massive structure. This is not <laughs> yeah. This is not just like a, a a wizard's tower. No, we've talked about it. It's like no. hundred and eighty two yeah. um it's hundred and eighty two levels. It towers yeah. over the CN Tower also, or the Empire State Building. But it's building. also wide. Yeah. It's wide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not just a right. thin uh, office building. Right. Yeah. That's right. At the head was a man in burnt orange robes, and near him stood 
a woman with silvery hair pulled up in a bun. Adratagia, the head Carbranthian scribe. Some thought of her as the true power behind the throne. Others guessed that it was that other scribe, the one they had left running Carbranth in, its, in, his, in the king's absence. Whoever that was, they kept Teravangian as a figurehead. And Dalinar was happy to work through him to get to Yakoved and Carbranth. This man had been a friend to Gavilar. That was good enough for Dalinar. Mm-hmm. And he was more than glad to have at least one other monarch at Urethiru. This is a good little bit of information here. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, friends with his brother, that was good enough. Right. Again, this shows a side of Dalinar that I like, but also it can be a, a exposed to weakness. Right. Right? There's... Good friend, of my, good friend of my brother, that's good enough. We kind of know this information already because mm-hmm. um, a Teravangian told us so in um in his last interlude in words of radiance he told us that gavilar confided in him and told him he was having visions from the almighty right so we kind of knew that they were close already which is kind of strange right that these characters were already close who's this other scribe um, Some thought that, that Adratagia was the true power behind the throne. Mm-hmm. Others guessed that it was that other scribe. The one they had left running Carbrant in its king's absence. Um, I don't remember the name of the, of the other scribe, but the other scribe was there in Yakoved when he took over the, the country in that last interlude. He did mm-hmm. have someone else with him, so I, I don't remember what their name was. Mm, me neither. Um, okay. Dalinar was happy there's another monarch here at Irithiru. Yeah. Derevangian smiled at Dalinar and then licked his lips. He seemed to have forgotten what he wanted to say. I kind of was trying to think of what I was feeling when he licked his lips. What, like, what do you think? He's like hungry for this like is that is that it i mean i I mean think i think it's a good metaphor for that he it's licks his somewhere amazing and yeah it's yet again we don't really know which i think we we find out which teravangian we're we're dealing with we're dealing maybe Mm -hmm. with the slower witted one who has more compassion but yeah yeah blackthorn teravangian says it is an honor to meet you again it has been too long your Majesty, Dalinar says, thank you so much for responding to my call. Dalinar had met Teravangian several times years ago. He remembered a man of quiet, keen intelligence. Mm-hmm. That was gone now. Teravangian had always been humble and had kept to himself, so most didn't know him. Uh, he'd, be, he'd been intelligent once, before his strange illness five years ago, which Navani was fairly certain covered an apoplexy that had permanently wounded his mental keep, uh, capacities. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that'll come up. Five years ago, was there an event that turned him this way? Well, we know that he went and saw the Night Watcher. He, he said that's how oh, he got... Yeah. That's right. That's how he got the that supreme intelligence. Right. But also the dullardness, right? So Right. Adratagia touched Teravangian's arm and nodded toward someone standing with the Carbranthian guards, a middle-aged, light-eyed woman wearing a skirt and blouse, 
after a southern style, with the top buttons of the blouse undone. Her hair was short in a boyish cut, and she wore gloves on both hands. The strange woman stretched her right hand over her head, and a shard blade appeared in it. So when I first read this, I thought, what? What the like, fuck? Who is this? Yeah. What? What? I, I thought it was maybe a Shalon disguise or something. Mm-hmm. She rested it with the flat side against her shoulder. Ah, yes, Terabangian said. Introductions. Blackthorn, this is the newest Night Radiant, Malata of Yakaved. Mm-hmm. So we have a new... Uh, a new a Night new... Radiant. Yeah. Yeah. This we, is really cool. We find out in a little bit here what um, what um, Night Order she belongs to. We don't really know what, yeah, anything about um, that's right. It was a, a ter- well, uh, it, we're, we're going to cover yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to cover it here. It's a term I hadn't, I hadn't heard it's before. Dustbringer. Um, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a new night order radiant for you, a, a new one that you now have the, 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 the name of, right. Uh, we don't really know right. what their capabilities are. We what don't know their what their friends are. are like, what their powers are. We don't have any clue. Dust bringer. Yeah. It's really cool. <laughs> Dude. I don't know. King Ter- so so we get a um a POV or a scene change. Um scene change. King, uh, King Tervangian gawked like a child as they rode the lift toward the top of the tower. Uh they he had a large Thalen bodyguard with him. Uh rested a careful hand on the king's shoulder just in case to keep him safe. Mm-hmm. Um so many levels, Tervangian notes. And this balcony, tell me, Bread Lord, what makes it move? My engineers are still studying the lifts, Dalinar says. It has, it has to do with the conjoined fabrils, they believe, with gears to modulate the speed. Oh, I meant, is this stormlight, or is someone pulling somewhere? We had parchment due hours back in Carbranth. Oh, it's stormlight, Dalinar says. We had to replace the gemstones with infused ones to make it work. Ah, he shook his head, grinning. It's even more amazing than he thought it was. The, right it's more amazing that he thought what the 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 the, the ele- like the lift he you know he he ha- he's used to someone pulling the lift right and this is all like automatic done by fabriel right so he's just like yeah this is even more amazing than i thought <laughs> in alethkar this man would never have been able to hold a throne with the apoplexy right yeah this is an unscrupulous family would have already had him assassinated in other families someone would have challenged him for the throne or he'd have been forced to fight or abdicate. Mm-hmm. This is uh, yeah. this is interesting. Yeah. I I, lo- yeah. I love that part because it really speaks volumes of the the ruthlessness and cutthroatness of Alethkar society, or, right. or or at least you know uh, politics. The next line though is awesome. I know. Or well, someone might have muscled him out of power and acted like king in all but name. Dalinar sighed softly but kept a firm grip on his guilt. Because he's talking about him and Elokar, right? It. Yeah, he just did it right. to Elokar. Yeah. He just did it. <laughs> yeah. Kept a, f- a firm grip on his... I love that, though. A firm grip on his guilt. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, he's like, I can't worry about being guilty about this. I just got to keep moving forward. Well, he sighs softly, but kept a firm grip on his guilt. Yeah. Like, he's not letting his guilt go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, eh? Like he's, he's keeping it. Like he's not. No, I, I he, felt like more meant like he was, you know, putting it down, like pushing his guilt down because he knows he's got to keep going. I, I, I read it that, that he's not going to forgive him. He's going to carry it. Like he, like it's a reminder maybe. Yeah. Because, because it is the truth. Yeah. The truth is you did do that. You are doing this. Yeah. 
that's what's happening. And maybe you should feel a little bit guilty about it. <laughs> he really should. He really it should. It should be Elokar's time to yeah. be the king. Yeah. And he can't be because of you. Right. Yeah, it's awesome. Right. So I, I don't know. Like I, I find, a, you know, like a bit, what's, what's that phrase? Like a bit of self-doubt, guilt, or lack of, of uh, confidence or something is sometimes just just um good common sense or something like that mm. there's, a, there's a phrase about that anyway teravangian wasn't a lethe in carbranth which didn't wage war a mild congenial figurehead made more sense the city was supposed to be unassuming and unthreatening it's interesting that that's the true character of the man mm-hmm. like before becoming super intelligent let's say mm-hmm. like he really is like the character of the character of Teravangian is the city. Right. Is Carbrant. It's true. Yeah. Unthreatening, unassuming. Your majesty, Dalinar says, stepping closer to Teravangian. How well guarded is Vednar? I have a great number of troops with too much idle time. I could easily spend a battalion or two to help secure the city. We can't afford to lose the Oathgate to the enemy. Teravangian glanced at Adratagia. She answered for him. The city is secure, bright lord. You needn't fear. The parshman made one push for the city, but there are still many Vedan troops available. We fended the enemy off, and they withdrew eastward. Do you believe this report? Um. They made, the parshman made one push for the city. I mean. I wonder. That's, we have different accounts from different places about how the parchment are reacting so sure. we i mean it's probable but we also know that teravangian has a very methodical um what's the word i'm looking for here uh he he doesn't want to show all of his cards so he may lie no. to dalinar right. about how secure right. the oath gate really is sure I also like that in in this current state where he's unassuming and a bit more um uh sort of mild mannered mm-hmm. that she steps up. Right. This silvery haired what's her name? Adratagia. I Adratagia. love that name. It is really awesome name. Oh, it's such a good name. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um highlight for her name, I think. Toward Alethkar, Delinar was thinking. Yeah, fending the enemy off and they withdrew they withdrew toward Alethkar. Teravangian again looked out into the wide central column, lit from sheer, sorry, lit from the sheer glass window to the east. Ah, how I wish this day hadn't come. You sound as if you anticipated it, your majesty. I thought that was an astute observation Mm -hmm. from that. Yeah. Well, you sounded like you were expecting this. Right. Well, don't you, he responds, anticipate sorrow, I mean, sadness and loss. I try not to hasten my expectations in either direction, Dalinar said. The soldier's way. Deal with today's problems, then sleep. And deal with tomorrow's problems tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I remember it as a child, listening to an ardent pray to the Almighty on my behalf as Glyphwards burned nearby. I remember thinking, surely the sorrows can't be past us. Surely the evils didn't actually end. If they had... Wouldn't we be back in the tranquiline halls even now? He looked toward Dalinar, and surprisingly, there were tears in his pale gray eyes. 
I do not think you and I are destined for such a glorious place. Men of blood and sorrow don't get an ending like that, Dalinar Colon. Yeah. This is really a Dude, highlight. It's so good. Yeah. Because it just, it gives me chills. It means a lot to put into perspective Dalinar's journey too. Mm-hmm. But we also know, we know Teravangian's mm-hmm. journey so far, at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More than Dalinar, and it's it's I the Bar- Sanderson is so good at this, at giving us some information that some of the characters in the book don't know, but we get mm-hmm. to be in on the little winky do. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what what I love most about this is that is that it it suggests that you know for these characters that have committed these crimes let's say mm-hmm. as complicated as a blackthorn is and as terabangian has become mm-hmm. um there's no going back no it's there's already no too right. late yeah you know in some ways i suppose i'll get into hot water here but in some ways you know it's it is kind of like the journey of darth vader like should he have been redeemed Right. He 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 did redeem himself. He saved his son. But does that exclude him? Does that give him place in the tranquiline halls after slaughtering children? Yeah. You know, that that's the really really tough question I, mean, I find for we me could, as an enjoyer of fiction. We it's could really, really we could really spend a whole pod talking about the problems of Star Wars and that that it is so easy for someone to do so many bad things and mm-hmm. they only have to do one good thing to be invited back right. into the light. But when you right. live in the light, it is so restrictive. You can't even have personal relationships with your family. You are taken from your family at such a young age that mm-hmm. it is excruciatingly hard to be good and so easy to go bad and then just to come back to the good side with back. one little yeah. thing, right? Like, wouldn't everyone just becomes fucking Siths? Cause, cause it's so easy to get, (laughs) to get off. Like, sorry, I, I destroyed a whole planet, but guess what? I saved my son. So I'm back in the light again. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You're looking at your calendar. Okay. So I'm a Sith on Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, back to being good. Two weeks of light training. (laughs) Right. That's what I wrestle with all the time. And, And I don't, I don't think I will ever figure it out for myself. I think I will always wrestle with that. Yeah. Wrestle with redemption, with hanging on to guilt versus letting it go, versus um, complete and total, com- uh, complete and utter forgiveness, or remembering. It's a good, it's a good theme it's, to it's, actually... It's not about holding a grudge. It's not about holding a grudge. Like, I, I don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. But I, but, but I don't think it should be forgotten. Right. I, I think that that's a really good theme to think about when looking at the Stormlight Archive as well. Oh, yeah? Well, you know, the humans mm-hmm. enslaved the Parshmen because they were so-called the Voidbringers, you know, mm-hmm. back before. And these current Parshmen who are fleeing are not the seemingly the bad ones. Do they get a chance to be redeemed? You know, Dalinar has had a chance to be redeemed. He was the Blackthorn before and now, and now he gets a chance to walk in the light. Like the, oh, this, dude. the story of redemption gets a really, is really focused. Like, here's a really good example. We haven't even read about yeah. him yet, but what about Moash? Yeah. I Does know. Moash get what a ab- second chance? Dude. 
there you know? are so many characters now that you okay that's Zeth. maybe my highlight Zeth is another that's maybe my highlight now is you bringing this up because redemption is endemic in this story for sure it is not only with the not only with the characters you just mentioned but i was trying to think of a character like shallan Sh- right she, she needs redemption yes adolin needs redemption now he does he didn't need it before but now he's caused himself to need it <laughs> uh d- does sadius get a bit of redemption in in a in a different way in that chronologically as a reader you read that he's he's you know, this insufferable high prince and he's a real you know horrible person to dalinar and and uh and his family but then you go into his past and what if i'm about to flip through the pages and find something in the past that's a little redeemable right right yeah it's tricky took place in different yeah it's a tricky thing that's really interesting and i really like what you said about um i think maybe it would serve us sometime to just maybe after one of these books to just really go back and think about a few of the other books mm-hmm. because I'd kind of forgotten that the that's already it's already the in the works actually that's already in the works oh is it yeah because Buzzkill Joe and I are Parsh- already coming up with an episode where we're going to go back and re-examine some of the things that we may have missed and some of the things that we might want to revisit uh, from the books before we move on to the next book so but that's in the, in the future let's get back to what we're doing here so this well this well I just want to mention that that uh, when you mentioned the Parshendi um, you know it's I'd kind of forgot that there's this other story that came before where they were the Voidbringers. Mm-hmm. So that I became fuzzy on. So if you'll have to remind me where that was mentioned and where it is kind of understood that that's what happened. Well, the, I mean, we were told because by Yasna could... that, right, we, like the, all this stuff is sort of hearsay, right? Like we, we the, the understood, the, uh, that Yasna discovered or, or had a strong feeling that the Parshman were enslaved by humankind because they had become the, these void bringers, these monsters and out of survival, they Sorry, fought them. So stop there. So they had become, so they've already, they or already they were, were void bringers. Or they were void bringers and then they were, yeah. They, in a previous time right. and they were defeated right. or subjugated Over and or over again, every desolation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, right. So that I had forgotten about. And what's interesting to think about that is, is that maybe this time, this Everstorm is, is maybe going to take, uh, the humans instead yeah. to make them void bringers. Maybe. Yeah, it's possible. Like I, I've, I've, I've sort of liked this idea that the void bringers could be, um, any, anything. Right. That it doesn't have to be specific to the parchment or the listeners, I guess we should say. The listeners. Yeah. An ending like that, Delinar Colon, what had happened in Vednar must have troubled him deeply. The death of the previous king, the field of slaughter. Yeah, truly. They rode the rest of the way in silence on the lifts here. Dalinar um, had a chance to study Teravangian's surge binder. She'd been the one to unlock and then activate the Veden Oathgate on the other side, which she'd managed after some careful instructions from Navani. Now the woman, Malata, leaned idly against the side of the balcony. She hadn't spoken much during their tour of the first three levels, and when she looked at Dalinar, she always seemed to have a hint of a smile on her lips. Mm-hmm. I like this smile of I know and you don't. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's almost I like, like it. it's almost like we know what she's smiling about, but Dalinar doesn't you know. know. 
Right. You know who you know who these smiles are. This is Brand. This is Brandon. Mr. <laughs> He's smiling at that's Dalinar him. too. Yeah, that's him. He's smiling at the reader. He's yeah. like, yeah. He's like, you guys know what I'm doing. She carried a wealth of spheres in her skirt pocket. He himself felt relieved to have light at his fingertips again, and not only because it meant that the Alethi soulcasters could get back to work using their emeralds to transform rock to grain to feed the hungry people of the tower. Navani met them at the top level, immaculate, in an ornate silver and black hava. Mm-hmm. She greeted Teravangian warmly and then clasped hands with Adratagia. After a greeting, Navani stepped back and let Tashav guide Teravangian and his little retinue into what they were calling the initiation room. Mm-hmm. Navani herself drew Dalinar to the side. Well, well, he's as sincere as ever, Dalinar says. But dense, she asks. Dear, I'm dense. This man has become an idiot. You're not dense, Dalinar. You're rugged, practical. <laughs> I've no illusions as to the thickness of my skull, Gemhart. It's done right by me on more than one occasion. Better a thick head than a broken one. But I don't know that Teravangian in his current state will be of much use. Just want to say here, I love that he calls her as Gemhart. Yeah, Gemhart's cool. a cute little I do like it. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I love it. Um, bah, Navani says, we've done more than enough clever, sorry, we've more than enough clever people around us, Dalinar. Teravangian was always a friend to Alcar during your brother's reign, and a little illness shouldn't change our treatment of him. Mm-hmm. You're right, of course, he trails off. There's an earnestness to him, Navani, and a melancholy I hadn't remembered. Was that always there? Yes, actually. She checked her own arm clock, like his own, though with a few more gemstones attached. Some kind of a new Fabriel she was tinkering with. Mm-hmm. I feel like that might come up later, too. Yeah, maybe. This other bit of technology. Any news from Captain Kaladin? She shook her head. It had been days since his last check-in, but he'd likely run off, or sorry, run out of infused rubies. Now that the high storms had returned, they'd expected something. Mm-hmm. In the room, Tashav gestured to the various pillars, each representing an order of the Knights Radiant. Dalinar and Navani waited in the doorway. What of the surge binder? Navani whispers. A releaser. Dustbringer. Though they don't like the term, she claims her spren told her that. I don't like how she smiles. <laughs> so we have two terms here. Yeah, a releaser. Releaser. So, hmm. I wonder what that can mean. Um, releaser and a dustbringer is the word that they don't like the term. They don't like the term dustbringer but she claims that her spren mm. told her that. Um, so she doesn't what even these really... characters... Sorry, go ahead. Well, Dustbringer reminds me of uh, Pigpen from Peanuts. Right. Uh, from Charlie Brown. Bring of the Dust, yeah. So, yeah, the bringer of dust. So what if all these characters in all these nice ratings are actually after like, the powers characters? of the Peanuts? Well, that's, yeah. a, that's a bonus episode for sure. <laughs> which Stormlight Archive character is which Peanuts character? For sure. We're going to do that at some point. Um, let's not speculate yeah. on it now. Let's save that for the next time. Yeah, Dalinar's downfall will be, whoops, I (laughs) slipped because I missed the football. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, Another question he didn't know the answer to. He'd need to see if he could determine whether the shard blade was only that. Yeah, there's... might it be another honor blade in disguise? Yeah, let's just jump back here because she's like, if she's truly a radiant, radiant, can she be anything but trustworthy? Would the Spren pick someone who would act against the best interests of the Order? So, like, the fact that she is getting chosen by a Spren must mean Mm -hmm. she 
is trustworthy because the spren picked her but what dalinar is bringing up here is there are honor blades that can replicate the powers of a knight radiant that do right. not need need oaths to use to be spoken right, right. and she said she claims her spren told her that she said her spren told her that, but right. that doesn't necessarily mean anything. She could just be lying about no. her spren if she's holding an honor blade. So that's why he, he's like, he brings right. up, he needed to see if she, he could determine whether her shard blade was only that, or if it might be an honor blade. Cause that's a really big right. thing here. Right. This is, you know what, man, I love thinking of Dalinar as the, uh, like an aged Batman. <laughs> yeah. This is totally yeah, him dude. figuring that out. Yeah, it's Batman is... beyond. And Kaladin is Terry McGinnis. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude. like this is, it, it's just that he's thinking about it and he knows how to find the information right. too. Like he's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is so good. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I love it. Navani, he thought, on my arm. Right. This, this I do like. Mm-hmm. I do like the two of them together. Yeah, I do. me too. Me too. Navani on my arm. It still gave him a heady, surreal feeling dreamlike as if this were one of his visions he could vividly remember desiring her thinking about her captivated by the way she talked although with this language i did put to add on to my conspiracy theory about navani just that it it you know if i wanted to try to continue my like my thing with navani Mm -hmm. dreamlike one of his visions, like, what if, what if his feelings about Navani is the spell, is the We don't have time for this bullshit, is, bro. I know, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We're on a time like, crunch here. We don't have time for this. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. Like, I'm sorry, but it, yeah. it still gets supported. I'm sorry mm-hmm. if that bothers you, but there No, it, it does. It does. It really doesn't the bother visions, me. The visions, really he doesn't. could vividly remember desiring her, thinking about her, captivated by the way she talked. It just, There's something about this language that reminds me of being under a spell in Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, it's called love. It does. Oh, it's called love. Okay, fine. He remembered staring at her. Yeah, like, because he was being hypnotized. Yeah, he remembered staring at like, <laughs> just I don't really out. like yeah. you, but I'm going to like you. I can't honest. believe I'm with you. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe I have to do this show with uh, this yeah. guy who won't let it go. <laughs> that's me. Yeah, that's me. I can't believe he's bringing it up again. Yeah. Don't twitch. Is, don't twitch. He is so annoying. Please. <laughs> Somebody get him off the show. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, at this point, it's a, it's just in jest. Mm-hmm. I, uh, sure. I do like Navani a lot more than, 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 uh. Well, let's just leave it at that. He remembered a specific day on a battlefield when he had almost let his jealousy of his brother lead him too far and was surprised to feel Evie slipping into that memory. Her presence colored the old, crusty memory of those war days with his brother. Hmm. So this, I think, is a nice little point here to remember because it sounds like this is a a very specific memory of something that happened Mm -hmm. in his past. And maybe we'll get a flashback of it. Mm-hmm. My memories continue to return, he says. I can only assume that eventually it will all come back. Well, that shouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. See? Uh, well, she's been doing research. Okay. 
That shouldn't be happening. I thought the same, but really, who can say? The old magic is said to be inscrutable. No, Navani says, folding her arms, getting a stern expression on her face, as if angry with a stubborn child. In each case I've looked into, the boon and curse both lasted until death. Each case, Dalinar asks. How many did you find? About three hundred at this point. It's been difficult to get any time from the researchers at the Pelinium. Everyone the world over is demanding research into the Voidbringers. Fortunately, His Majesty's Im impending visit here earned me special consideration, and I had some credit. They say it's best to patronize the, the place in person, at least Yasna always said. She took a deep breath, steadying herself before continuing. That was that other little bit I Yeah, remember you, you, yeah, you that said that Yasna came is, up and okay. it was like, yeah. yeah. Nav Navani's... She's, she's awesome. a good gal. She's awesome. She's, 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 yeah, she's, she's awesome. absolutely okay. nothing to worry about. All right, fine. In any case, Dalinar, and she does seem to love Yasna and miss Yasna. Absolutely. It's, it's real. Mm -hmm. It's completely, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. In any case, Dalinar, the research is definitive. We haven't been able to find a single case where the effects of the old magic wore off. And it's not like people haven't tried over the centuries. Lore about people dealing with their curses and seeking any cure for them is practically its own genre. As my researcher said, old magic curses aren't like a hangover brightness. Hmm. Right. So, we we talked in our coverage of Edge Dancer, like we thought that maybe her deal with the um, Night Watcher was wearing off because she had, was starting to grow. Right. Remember? She was starting to grow. That's right. right. But we don't necessarily really know what her deal with the Night Watcher was. Maybe no. growing and staying young and uh, whatever had nothing to do with her, her thing. You know what I mean? Her, had to do with her curse. But, and she, her was, her, but she was young for a time, though. Yeah, but her, she her was, boon, I think, was uh, had, ha, had to do with how she can eat and turn that into Stormlight, mm -hmm. right? So um, we don't know really know the specifics of it. But this is evidence that maybe we were wrong in assuming that um, her, her boon and curse was, was wearing off because it seems like it, they don't wear off. They last until you're, you're dead. Right. So unless we might've got it a little a, wrong. I a think. cleansing, unless there's been this, like the breaking of the curse, like, mm -hmm. unless that's happening. Right. Right. Well, definitely something's happening with Dalinar for sure. Did they experience the ever, the ever storm in edge dancer? Yeah. Remember? She, yeah, um, that it, was the Everstorm. Yeah, that was the uh, Everstorm. Yeah. But she had already See? started. That's the variable. The, she had already started experiencing some stuff beforehand. Like oh, she, okay. remember we, the, one of the things that we forgot, we totally missed, we totally waved on was that she'd experienced her period. That's right. And yeah, yeah. we had completely missed it in our coverage. Um, yeah. and that, yeah. um, th even though she's staying young looking, there's certain mm -hmm. things about her body that she couldn't escape. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, right. I don't know. This is another thing that we're going to have to, I think, wait for more answers. Well, there goes my theory tying it to the other Okay. Um, she looked up at Dalinar and she must've seen the emotion on his face for she cocked her head and she says, what? I've never had anyone to share this burden with. He says softly, thank you. I didn't find anything. It doesn't matter. Could you at least confirm with the Stormfather again that his, that the, his bond with you is absolutely for sure not what's causing the memories to come back? I'll see, he 
says. The Stormfather rumbled. Why would she want me to say more? I have spoken, and Spren do not change like men. This is not my doing. It is not the bond. He says it's not him, Dalinar says. He's it's, annoyed at you for asking again. Yeah, it's like the Stormfather is like hanging over his shoulder, like, yeah. is she really asking again? <laughs> for fuck's sakes. Yeah. <laughs> she kept her arms crossed. This was something she shared with her daughter, a characteristic frustration with problems that she couldn't solve, as if she were disappointed in the facts for not arranging themselves more helpfully. Mm-hmm. Maybe, she says, something was different about the deal you made. If you can recount your visit to me sometime, with as much detail as you can remember, I'll compare it to other accounts. He shook his head. There wasn't much. The valley had a lot of plants. And I remember I asked to have my pain taken away. And she took memories, too, I think. He shrugged. I'm sorry, I... That's not you, Navani says. It's the Night Watcher. Giving you a deal when you were probably too distraught to think straight then erasing your memory of the details. She's a spren, he says. I don't think we can expect her to play by, or even understand, our rules. Right. Hmm. Tashav had finished pointing out the strange glass panes on the inner walls that seemed like windows, only clouded. Yeah, only clouded, yeah. We're not getting a lot of bright clear visions here are we more questions Terabangian and Adratagi are returned to the top of the room near the windows the new radiant Malata lounged in a seat near the wall mounted sigil of the dust bringers staring at it Mm -hmm. Dalinar and Navani climb the steps to stand to Terabangian breathtaking isn't it Dalinar asks an even better view than from the from the lift it's overwhelming Terabangian said so much space we think we think that we are the most important things on Roshar, yet so much of Roshar is empty of us. Hmm. Dalinar cocked his head. Yes, perhaps some of the old Tervangian lingered in there somewhere. Is this where you'll have us meet? Adratasia asked. When you've gathered all the monarchs, will this be our council chamber? No, Dalinar says. This seems too much like a lecture hall. I don't want the monarchs to feel as if they're being preached to. And when will they come, Teravangian asks. I am hope looking forward to meeting the others, the king of Azir. Didn't you tell me there was a new one, Adratagia? I know Queen Fen, she's very nice. Will we be inviting the Shin? So mysterious. Do they even have a king? Don't they live in tribes or something? Like Marathi barbarians? Little, lot of little name drops yeah, here. Yeah, all kinds of, that's a whole different paragraph of, uh, of info dump <laughs> stuff right there. Dalinar cleared his throat, but Navani spoke. So far, your majesty, she said, you are the only one who has heeded our warning call. Silence followed. Thelena, Adratagia asked, hopefully. Well, we've exchanged communications on five separate occasions, and in each one, the queen has dodged our requests. Azir has been even more stubborn. Irie dismissed us almost outright, Dalinar says with a sigh. Neither Meribethia nor Rira would respond to the initial request. There's no real government in the Reshi Isles or some of the Middle States. Babatharnam's most ancient has been Koi, and most of the Makabaki states imply that they're waiting for Azir to make a decision. The Shin sent only a quick reply to congratulate us, whatever that means. Hmm. 
Hateful people, Terabangian says, murdering so many worthy monarchs. Um, yes, Dalinar said. Yeah, he's... Uncomfortable at the king's sudden change in attitude. Terabangian... Right? just a moment ago... Yeah, is blaming the Shin people for killing all the monarchs when it was him holding Zeth's oath stone that forced him to kill all the monarchs. Right. That is an right. awesome moment. That is so awesome. <laughs> But Dalinar noted the uh, like the sudden switch. Yeah, yeah, he switched because all like, because yeah because just a minute ago he was just saying, "Oh, they're mysterious." Yeah, will we be inviting the Shin? So mysterious. Do they even have a king? Like he's yeah. being inquisitive and yeah. whatever. And then he goes from that to hateful people murdering so many uh, yeah. worthy monarchs. Dalinar continues here and says, "Our primary focus has been on places with oath gates for strategic reasons." Azir, Thalen City, and Erie seem most essential. However, we've made over overtures to everyone who will listen, Oathgate or no. New Natanin is being coy so far, and the Herdasians think I'm trying to trick them. <laughs> the Takari tribes keep claiming they will bring the words to their god-king. Navani clears her throat, and she says, We actually got a reply from him just a bit ago. Tishab's ward was monitoring the span reads. It's not exactly encouraging. <laughs> I'd like to hear it anyway. I love this. She nods and went to collect it from Tishav. Yeah. Navani returned with a single sheet of paper. Dalinar couldn't read the script on it, but the line seemed sweeping and grand, imperious. Navani reads, A warning. From Tazim, the great last and first man, herald of heralds and bearer of the Oath Pact. His grandness, immortality, and power be raised. Lift up your heads and hear men of the East of your God's proclamation. None are radiant but him. His fury is ignited by your pitiful claims and your unlawful capture of his holy city is an act of rebellion, depravity, and wickedness. Open your gates, men of the East, to his righteous soldiers and deliver unto him your spoils. Renounce your foolish claims and swear yourselves to him. The judgment of the final storm has come to destroy all men and only his path will lead to deliverance. He deigns to send you his single mandate and will not speak it again. Even this is far above what your carnal natures deserve. <laughs> this this Tazim the Great Yo. is awesome. <laughs> Tazim the Great. <laughs> I like how it says, his fury is ignited by your pitiful claims and your unlawful capture of capture. his holy city. He's claiming right. that Urethiru is, is, is his. Yeah, is his. Right. Like, fuck I off. Know. We just spent all this time finding it, and then now you're like, actually, it's mine? Like, fuck you. If it was yours, you'd have been there. You know what I mean? Right. We would have found it, and you would have been like, already here, bitches. Like, <laughs> he would have already well, had it. You know what I mean? Finders keepers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yoinks. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Adratagia said. Well, at least it's clear. I guess, Dalinar says. We can cross the Takari off our list of possible allies. I'd rather have the Amuli anyway, Navani says. Their soldiers might be less capable, but they're also, well, not crazy. <laughs> Tervangian says, so we are alone? Looking from Dalinar to Adratagia. We are alone, your majesty, Dalinar said. The end of the world has come and still nobody will listen. I almost wondered there when he asked that, so we are alone, that that's what he wanted. Kind of, yeah. It's like he wanted that answer to know that Dalinar, that the Colons were alone. I, I also see it another way where Teravangian was already doing everything he could 
alone. And now he has Colin. He's, yeah. he's totally fine with that. He's up one monarch. In Teravangian's mind, he now has Dalinar on his side, so to speak. Yeah. And it's, he's in better standing yep. than he was earlier. So Yeah, maybe, it, it could be that. Yeah. It could be that. But I do like how you're, you're reading it that he I'm might it prefer the other way. it just being the two of them. Because Dalinar could be easier right. manipulated, manipulated if it's just him. Overcome. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, it's smart. I like that. Um, Teravangian nods to himself. Where do we attack first? Herdaz? My aides say, okay, for, when I first read this, I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, he goes right into, okay, so, what so are, where so do we attack first? Who are we going to conquer? Yeah. I was like, whoa, like, where did that it come? It is the you reputation of Althkar, right? Right. Yeah. My aides say it is the traditional first step for an Alethi aggression, but they also point out that if you could somehow take Thelena, you'd completely control the straits and even the depths. Jeez. Mm -hmm. This is sudden. Yeah. What else to make of Alethkar proposing a union? Alethkar, the great conquerors, led by the Blackthorn, the man who had united his own kingdom by the sword? It was the suspicion that had tainted every conversation with the other monarchs. Storms, he thought. Teravangian didn't come because he believed in my grand alliance. He assumed that if he didn't, I wouldn't send my armies to Herdaz or Thelena. I'd send them to Yakaved, to him. Mm -hmm. We're not going to attack anyone, Dalinar says. Our focus is on the Voidbringers, the true enemy. We will win the other kingdoms with diplomacy. But, Teravangian interjects here, Adratasia, however, touched him on the arm and quieted him. Of course, Bright Lord, she says to Dalinar, we understand. She thought he was lying. Right. And are you? <laughs> Yeah. Is he lying to himself? <laughs> to himself that yeah. he's not going to attack? Mm -hmm. Right. I love that dude. The, yeah. That second guess. It's like the Blackthorn, like, mm -hmm. are you lying? Yeah. And then he has the little inner dude. monologue here where he's like, if our plan to reclaim Kolinar works, wouldn't it make sense to take the other gates the same way? Because remember this mm -hmm. plan that he, can't, he came up that he's going to send uh, um, Elokar into the into Elokar, uh, open the gate from there with Kaladin, and then just storm an army through and take over the city, right? Right. Um, yeah, what, what would he do if nobody listened? How would he save Rashar without the Oath Gates, without the resources? Nobody would be able to fight both of us and the Voidbringers. We could seize their, their capitals and force them for their own good to join our unified war effort. Mm-hmm. He'd been willing to conquer Althkar for its own good. He'd been willing to seize the kingship in all but name, again, for the good of his people. But how far would he go for the good of all of Roshar? How far would he go to prepare them for the coming of that enemy, a champion with nine shadows? Mm. I will unite instead of divide. He found himself standing in that window beside Teravangian, staring out over the mountains, his memories of Evie carrying with them a fresh and dangerous perspective. Right. Dude, this chapter is amazing. It's great. It's a great one. Um, um, what's your, uh, what's your highlight? We've already done the highlight. Well, the highlight is, is Teravangian. Seeing um, himself in Dalinar as similar, as the same kind of creature. 
Well, that I that that's I my like. my I, new highlight is that that's your now. new highlight. Yeah. I, I I really like that because like minds attract kind of thing. Or Ethereum was attracting these power hungry individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and Sadius and and ILA are part of that, right? Um, because otherwise they they wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think the, the, uh, the highlight, you know, again, first time reader, like you, you might be associating other things more deliciously based on what more, you know, but for me, the highlight is, is Teravangian saying we are men of blood and sorrow. Yeah. We are not going to get this happen. It is again. really great. It is a really, that really great is, part. Yeah. 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 The, uh, the alternate, alternate highlight I had going in here was this whole warning from Tazim the Great. I just love it. It's so, it's so crazy. It's <laughs> get out of my city. Yeah. It's guys. great. It's really awesome. I want to meet this character. I'm hoping it, the character is comical as opposed to serious. Yeah. Like I'm hoping, I'm hoping he's delusional. Mm-hmm. Like, like he's, what was it? What's that character in, uh, is the movie Braveheart? There's the the, the Irish. My island. Like, yeah, the it's Irish. It's my Irish. island. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. that guy. I love that. Yeah, guy. Yeah, that guy's a really great character. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to the info dump. Um, mm. Don't have an actual official buzzkill info dump. Our recording oh. of this episode was a little bit too early. I think I, when I told them we were going to take some time off, we I think I told them we were going to record next week, and so I think that he. Yeah. Uh, so we, we kind of screwed things up. So, but I do have a half-assed <laughs> old classic Sean info dump here. A, cla- a classic info dump. Yeah. Right. It goes <laughs> info dump. Info dump. Like it's not as entertaining Pardon as the me. original one. Um, as the original one, yeah. Okay. So we've already had a long chat about chicken and feathered friends. So I figured we wouldn't really talk yeah. about the chicken, the maybe mm-hmm. macaw-looking creature. I figured we won't yeah. really talk about them again because we've kind of already talked about it in the episode. Um, mm-hmm. New Natten is the uh, city on the east coast, which is probably closest, the city closest to where the origin of storms is. So when they get oh, word my. that a new high storm is coming from the origin, right. um, New Natten would be where the people would the people who would know about it first are the the Natans, the the people that live there um okay gotcha. and this is not to be um confused with Natanatan, which is the old kingdom where Narak, where the oath gate they found to get to Urthiru, Narak, that's that city, that old abandoned city they found at the um, yeah. in the Battle of the Everstorm. Narak was the a capital of the ancient ki- kingdom of Natanatan or Natanatan, however you want to pr- pronounce it. Yeah. So New Natan is kind of like the um, the new city of maybe that area it's maybe the same name or close to the same name maybe the same people but we're not really sure it's like thousands Mm. of years ago right so Mm. there's this like Mm -hmm. separation of history there um we i wanted to point out that the void spren that interacts with uh, kaladin becomes a lady just like sil becomes a lady Yes, we don't really have any experience like this. Um, You know, pattern stays a pattern, right? Um, Right. um, uh, What's a lift's spread again? Uh, Windle is just always a vine with a face, right? Um, Sill becomes these, a light. She can become... A but lady. Sil's an honor spren, right? Right. Sil, Sil's an honor spren. And this void spren was also able to change its form and look like a lady like Sil does. So I just thought I'd point maybe. that out. Whether or well, not- Maybe it's another honor spren. It maybe She definitely isn't an honor spren. She doesn't look like an honor spren. Honor spren are going to look all like Sil in that light blue, white 
coloration. Oh, okay. Her yellowish orange coloration is a little different, but she seems to have the same kind of capability of being able to control its form, her form, like Syl does. Hmm. So it makes me wonder, will this void sprint be able to be, uh, to get humongous? Like, um, <laughs> You're like, uh, like yeah. uh, Syl, um, was able to get, yeah. right? So it's, it's an interesting yeah. thought for the future. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I wanted to also bring up that, um, in our coverage of Edge Dancer, um, yeah. we started talking about how Lyft and her curse was, uh, going away. And we assumed that yeah, the, it seemed that she to started to grow again, but we have right. uh, confirmation from Navani here that um, of the 300 cases of um, that she uh, of yeah. Nightwatcher uh, old magic that the curses and the boons stayed till death. Um, so I'm curious to find out whether or not what we saw happening in Edge Dancer is true. Um, Lift is aging. Um, she seems, she said over the course of the three years, she has gotten a little bit bigger. Um, and yeah, Dalinar but, is getting some of his memories back. So there is isn't a the variable, here. the Everstorm. It, That's uh, the variable. I, I don't No, I don't think so because, um, no, okay. Because lift left a zier. Primarily, we think now, you and I were late on the draw. I mentioned this already in the episode yeah, that, right. um, she started having her period. Right. And, right, um, yeah. So she left Azir because of that, you know, because of embarrassment and because she was changing and she didn't want to change. So she left because she didn't want to have other people around her while she, that was happening. Right. Um, and, uh, so, so that started happening before the Everstorm ever hit. So she was starting to change before the Everstorm even came through and, and got them. Right. Mm, so there okay. is a, there is a something happening here. And I said <laughs> a little yeah, strange, but there else. is a something <laughs> happening here, um, that, um, we're not really sure of and whether or not. And, and um, what it is, it, it ain't exactly clear. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So <laughs> it's, um, what's happening to Dalinar and Lyft may not be connected. It may be connected, but I'm not really sure. I'm actually really mm. interested to hear from the community because there is I'm a little confused about this stuff and maybe uh, you guys can clear it up so if you have any comments or any thoughts on um, Dalinar's happening with Dalinar and yeah um, obviously you can't reach out to Jack about it because there's still some stuff to come out about what's going on with Dalinar that we don't want Jack to know about but if you message Mm. me just to see if there is a connection between what Lyft is experiencing and what Dalinar is experiencing and their both their connections to the Night Watch and how um how that can differ from the other 300 examples they got they they right. got of potentially regular people that might be the issue right those 300 examples might just be regular people who asked for a, a old magic from the night watcher and lift and dalinar are not regular people they have become right. Night's Radiance. So I wonder if that's the factor. But anyways, I, I'll, we're mm. going to throw it out to the community. I think it's a, I think it's a good practice for us to not be sure so, about something and then ask them to come in and and talk to us about sure. it. It's a good for community en- engagement. So, um, the other cool thing is we've got a brand new night uh, order, a uh, night radiant order that you learned about, right? Dustbringer. We don't the really know what they do yet. What was the other name for them? Um, there was another the, name as well. Um, no, not yeah, so no, you're right. Joke. There was another name. Hold on. I'm going to f- find uh, it right quick Dustbringers and... Oh. Yeah, they don't like Spring- being called Dustbringers. 
N- no. Um, Malug. Right here, I almost have it. Editing. <laughs> Editing. Uh, um, <laughs> shit. Where is it? Um, I'll have it in a second as well. Re- a releaser. Releaser? Yeah, because Navani says, what of the surge binder? And then D- Dalinar says, a releaser. Dustbringer, though they don't like that term. She claims her spren told her that. A releaser. Releaser or dustbringer. Yeah. So, like, mm. that's kind of cool mm-hmm. that there might be an alternate name and releasing, I don't know. Hmm. Who knows what that means? Um, releasing spren, I think. Maybe. Freeing spren. Well, maybe. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see in the future. I'm sure that uh, Malata is her name. I'm sure Malata will show some of her abilities. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the last thing I have here is just another little reminder of this Tazim the Great, ruler of Tukar, <laughs> um, the um, war between Tukar and Emul. Um, we've heard, you know, little pieces of throughout these books. And now this, now we kind of have a figurehead of this war and, uh, this crazy man who, uh, get out of my city, um, dude is pretty crazy. So, yeah. um, also just a little side note. Um, I wanted to talk about, I didn't even write this here, but I just, I just remembered, um, how Teravangian, mm. um, assumed the first thing that they were going to do was attack Herdaz. Yeah. If you look at the map of Alfkar, it's in there in the book yeah. somewhere. Her dad yeah. is kind of like this nation that is attached to Alfkar. And if you look at the map, it's like Alfkar is on one side and Yakovet is on the other. And in between those two at the, in the North is this little country of her And, um, it sounds like throughout history, Herdaz was the first place that the Aleth, uh, the Alethi would attack trying to take over that, that country. Cause Teravangian says, you know, if history repeats itself, we are going to attack Herdaz first, right? <laughs> We're going to attack Herdaz. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But they've never um, been the, able to take we, it over. Right. 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 And and look at, uh, the, you know, the Herdazis, uh, Herdazians are kind of like ingrained in Alethi culture. So it's like, it's this fun thing. Well, maybe not fun for them, but it's this fun thing where maybe over the course of history where they've attacked them, they've also kind of adopted some of their people in their, you know, right. in their ranks. Cause like through the, the whole Shattered Plains, there's all these Herd- Herdazians, you know, that's where yeah. all Lopin's cousins come from. Right. Um, so yeah, it's just really interesting. People are now <laughs> eating shuta. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like how Canada is obsessed with uh, shawarma. It's like we just adopted it. <laughs> Canada's obsessed with shawarma. Yeah. That's kind of true. It is really true, yeah. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> well, thank you very much to me. I normally would say to Joe, but thank you very much to me for doing the uh, info dump uh, this day. Yes, um, thank you. I hope that it went uh, just as well as the um, uh, the nice info dump that uh, Buzzkill does for us. Um yeah, so uh, that's the end of the episode, everyone. Uh, we'd love to be able to say uh, thank you to all of our patrons. So I am going to read this massive list, and the mm-hmm. list keeps getting bigger and bigger every day. We literally mm-hmm. just got a new patron this morning when I woke up. So um, wow. welcome cool. to the team, and thank you very much to Iono, which is our new uh, patron, um, mm. to Scrub Kai, Jerry Williams, Jacob Chevery, Unmentioned, Doggone Mad, Daniel Bergman, Cameron White, Craig, Chloe Davies, Harry Merrill, Nate Irish, Caleb Lay, Sister of the Rain, 
Holden Norfleet, Joel Carnes, Alex, Wineros, Athernal, Barbara Trigolette, Cat Tux, Hendri- uh, Hendrick Limbach, uh, Matthew Goddard, Will Streckfus, Robin Todd, Jamie Piga, um, Costa Varjni, Thrall, also known as Asif Masia, uh, Ian Henry, Zane Jeffries, Atza, Waterman, Daniel Altridge, J.S., Joe S., I wonder if they're related, Jacqueline Dolaroca, John Kurth, <laughs> Kunal Shadri, Automatic Bear, Ryan Shea, Amigo Cat, Scorpio 245, Sandra G., Stephen Coolia, Shaniti, James Wallace, Michael Colling, Grant Hoffmeister, Yezrian, Chloe Lewis. We've got a Chloe Davies and a Chloe Lewis. Look at those. Mm. Maybe the Chloes should like team up and become Team Chloe. Uh, Kyle Wilson, Tony Hernandez, Jesus Rocho, uh, Sarah Marshall, uh, Iklos. Fuck. Uh, What? Iklos? What? This person changed their name. Motherfucker. There's a thing that happened on on the Discord uh, group where um, the where they're talking about um, mm. all changing their names to even more complicated names on Patreon <laughs> so when just to make it harder. harder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it. I think this person might have gone through with the idea. Um, Milan awesome. Rodinovich, Genevieve Blanc, Zachary Lindo, Brian Taylor, Dana Gustafson, Jesse Fay, Cannoli, Jaden Guerra, Ryan Phillips, Sarah Slagle, C. Carr, Tom Gonzalez, Mark Pinto, Maria Verum, Lawrence Bradley, Cody Logan, Jonathan Winnington, Tommy Turpin, Itzazer, Julia Pebble, Justin Elliott, Laura, Chris Whaley, Omni Orcus, Alec Guerin, James Johnson, Andrew Woods, James M., Valk of Marin, Chelsea Walker, James Pryor, Chad Kirkman, Megan Lloyd, Richard Featherson, Ilya Certain, Daniel Lee, Daniel Denver Rose, David Clamage, Andrew S., The Best College Football Podcast, Jason Stock, Ashlyn Lee, Anna P., Pat Bevins, Thomas Kovar, Matthew Eaton, Cosette, James Reed, Steph Baum, Alex Trant, Joey Willman, Ratman, P. Flume, Brandon Comer, Jasper, Silver Lumos, Joshua, Nisala, Ryan, Josh, Alexander, Janzi, Joseph Mingoya, Daniel Wyden, Werewolf Will, John M., Jake DeFeo, Robert Goebel, My Mom Sue, Ari Zhu, Bruce Rogers, Joel Hayes, Don Chalice, Mr. Morisami, Christian Papi, no, 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 no. Jack's wife, Linda, Um. and our best friend, Mike. Thank you everyone very much for joining the Patreon team. If you are interested in joining the Patreon team and getting into this community on Discord and uh, having all these like nice little benefits like early access or maybe Mike, uh, uh, Craftmaster Michael send you a swag bag, you can go to patreon.com slash heroes of and uh, everything's right there. So uh, please join up. We'd, we'd love to have you. Um, if you want to reach out to us, like we asked you earlier too, to talk to us about Lyft and Dalinar's um, deals with the Night Watcher, you could do so at heroesofcatha at gmail.com. You could reach out on Twitter at Heroes of One. You can find us on Instagram at the Storm Pod, or you can uh, post on the subreddit, the Storm Pod, or in the Facebook group, uh, the Storm Pod. So do all those things. Don't just do one, do all of them. You know, it'll be fun. <laughs> Anyways, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Um, next episode, Jack, we are doing two episode, mm. uh, two chapters. Two chapters. Chapter 25 mm. and 26. 
And we have a little piece Lovely. of uh, art here to talk about as well. So I that'll know. be fun. That looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We love you very much. Till next time. Take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of. Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the Heroes of Akathra.